0: Greetings and welcome back to Mid-South Moments. Now this week and next week we've got two special shows. Because Mid-South Wrestling took a break just before Christmas 1985. there's no television episodes for us to review and because I want to get us back on track as much as we can in the new year with the sketchy UWF and Mid-South episodes that exist in 86 and 87 we're having two bonus weeks. So this week All four appearances of Ricky Morton on the podcast are super cut into one epic podcast that I highly recommend listening to, perhaps over the Christmas period while you've got some relatives around that you'd really rather not spend time with. So here we go. The legend is Ricky Morton for over three hours. Enjoy.
1: Thank you very much for having me on your show. And I'm absolutely wonderful. You know, this virus is going around. It's got everybody pinned down. But dude... You know, uh, I'm here, and I'm alive. That's yeah. one good thing about it,
0: man. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have taking this a couple of, couple of weeks before for airs, but how are things? Whereabouts are you situated in the States these days? Well, I, uh, I live up in the mountains. It's uh,
1: East Tennessee. I'm, and if you're familiar with uh, the language here in the United States, and I mean, it's English, but if you're up north, you got the southern accent. I mean, the northern accent, you're down south. Dude, I'm country than a bowl of pinto beans. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a country boy, you know, being a rock and roller and I'm a country boy. And, uh, after all these years, but I'm in East Tennessee.
0: And, okay. Uh, how's it been there since this is all sort of, sort of started? Well, it's small
1: town, but Yeah, you know, we, you know, we're a real small town. Uh, matter of fact, uh, behind my house, is just big mountains. So, uh, and I just, you know, I just myself just like everybody else. I don't go out. You know, all the restaurants and the bars are closed. Uh, nothing to do. Gosh, man, you know, this put a real damper on me. I, uh, you know, I've been, but dude, I've been wrestling for 46 years, mm. especially on the independent circuit, even though that I'm, you know, I'm 63 years old. I, you know, I still depend on this.
0: It really has been an unprecedented time around the world and we feel for people working in all sorts of industries but clearly pro wrestling is close to our hearts and it's very tough out there for indie guys presently. So let's try and cheer everyone up today. Let's go into, because it's, it's, quite, it can, it's quite good fun to do a bit of a deep dive into this Mid-South episode from June 24th 1984 and the territory from around this time. Um, and I've got some, some sort of fan questions that I've slotted in along, along the way. Um, so first things first, you and your tag team partner um, obviously Robert Gibson arrived in Mid-South in February 84 having spent most of the majority of the previous 12 months working in Memphis. Um, I know there was an exchanging of talent at the time between the promotions, including um, Bill Dundee, I think came, came down as well. Can you remember where you first heard about this move and what were your, what were your thoughts in making the change from, from Memphis to Mid-South? Oh gosh, this is the time uh, when Vince
1: McMahon were, was taking over uh, nationwide TV Mm -hmm. going into territories Running, uh, wrestling shows. And at, and at that time, you know, that was a, a no, no, a say, you know, so all the promoters got together and, uh, they ran a big show in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, I mean, every promoter you could imagine coming here, Bill Watson, and, and see in our business, it's be. i I'm like a rubber ball. I bounce around here for because you asked me this question and to get it over. Right. Uh, in our business, you have to be at the right place at the right time, mm-hmm. especially in territory days, because usually your territories, the top baby face owned it, and you're just never going to get over him, uh, or the top heel did. And it, and it was hard. It was hard for, you know, especially me being, a, and, and at that base, you had big heels. You know, you, you had the, the big guys in wrestling, especially Bill Watts, because he didn't like little guys, because Bill was a big guy. Hmm. And uh, at this point in time, Bill Watts was going to retire, wrestling, Cause I'm, and I'll get into this in a minute, but he come to Memphis, really. I know all the promoters were getting together, you know because they brought JY, uh, J.YD. in to do this show. And then they had the matches. and uh, it, in Memphis, I'll just tell you the truth Robert and I were second fiddle. Hmm. To The fabulous ones. Hey, I'm sorry about that, man. That's hey, all right, Vince. man. No, hey, Vince, <laughs> I can't make Monday night Raw Ask
0: sorry. him if he's got uh, if he if he wants to give me the head of creative job while right on the phone. So yeah, I might get it. i got a few ideas. Monday night row.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. But the uh, reason I have my phone there is because something else. But I'm sorry.
0: No, it's uh, all right. No worries, no worries.
1: Now to get where I'm going, it's been at the right place at the right time, so everybody come there together and Bill's looking for talent. Mm. But he don't want a booker that wrestles because, you see, the booker will push yourself. Yes. Uh, you know, that's what happened in every territory. When he wanted to go in and change the bookers, they brought new crews in. He brought his talent. He bought his boys in. And that's the way it worked. And like I said, Robert and I were second fiddle in Memphis to the fabulous ones. Mm. Uh, Stan Lane and Steve Kern. But let me tell you something, buddy. Me and Robert had our act. We were good. And a matter of fact, we went out, and you know, everybody was wrestling. And Eddie Graham, which owned Florida at the time, he was a big deal in professional wrestling. And Robert and I went out and wrestled, and we came back. And Eddie Graham, this is a great, great compliment. Yeah, you know, Eddie Graham. And all the promoters were sitting there, and he looked at Jerry Jarrett. He said, "Jerry, I, I know that you had the, the fabulous." ones that you were pushing. He said, but these rock ropes, breast boys, they're the best i ever seen. Mm. What a compliment. Well, Bill Watts was sitting there. Uh, and, and Bill Watts, he, uh, came to us and asked us if we we're interested in going there, but see Jerry Jarrett uh, didn't want to let us go because he ran two towns a night, but he you doing mm. great business. So he said, I'm going to send him there for six months. Uh and, and at the time and age, this is when MTV was popular with uh the videos. So Bill Dundee went down and and, and then they sh- you know, showed the videos on TV. Man, we were something new. Yeah. Because when we got there, this is what tell you, Abdullah the Butcher, I think was one of the top babyfaces. But the reason why is because Bill Watch just beat him in their program. Right, okay. So Turn in baby face to bring another heel in for that heel could beat Abdullah to wrestle Bill Watts. So, so Abdullah was he, the man, man before us. Yes. You see how yeah. it works? Yeah. Uh, and, and, and then we were new, you know, they shot the videos and they showed them and, and, and we go in and we first wrote with Nikolai Vokov and the uh, Dorso, Crusher crushing. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's the, the Americans against the Russians. And at that time, Conflicts everywhere. I don't know. I'm not into politics and that bullshit, but it worked. Yes. Uh, and in and, and any business, any business that's in bar business and everything, if you draw women, you're going to draw the guys. Yep. Naturally. Here we were. We were the first thing there, and, and we really popped the territory because. I mean, our first night here, they showed they uh, uh, the first night in Lafayette, Louisiana, where they showed uh, the videos and stuff. There, people camped out for a week. Wow! Yeah, to get tickets, I've never heard of them wrestling before. Uh, you know, Robert and I, we were uh, literally we were actually rock stars. Yep, we didn't even play music, we wrestled. But the Roll Express, the videos, of you know the. Listen, uh, the spandex pants, we, it was all new. We're the first ones that ever wear spandex. And yeah. I, don't know, I don't know about you, but in the long, lingerie shops, the only place you can get them. I remember what Robert, oh, really? and I, after, <laughs> Robert and I, after uh, Memphis TV, because we, we hadn't even bought a gear yet, we, we go to uh, Frederick's of Hollywood at the mall. But now times were different then. You know, like mm. I said earlier, I, I don't care what people do. Uh, but at that time... Here, you know, here Robert and I just come off leftist TV, and it's the hottest thing in the world. We walk into uh, the Frenetics of Hollywood, and and we're trying stuff on, and people are walking by, pointing their finger, looking at us, and, and Robert's got some, some black spandex on, and 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 I'm asking Robert, does my ass look big in this one? And and and, 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 and his, I said, but your ass looks good in that one. <laughs> Different time, different place. Uh yeah. But it was really cool. And to get this right to understand, Robert and I have been wrestling mm. partners for thirty-eight years. Did you get that? Yep. Because <laughs> Robert always says, Ricky and I have been partners for thirty 30- no wrestling partners. <laughs> <When> I'm <laughs> okay. <laughs> get this right. But that's the way it formed. Uh yeah. And Bill Watts uh you know, and that's when Robert and I went to there, and, and, and naturally, you know, right after we finished our deal with the, we won the belts from the Russians, who come to Midnight Express. Yeah. Gosh.
0: All right. Go ahead. So, all of so one of my, one of my former guest hosts, God at God till from um, near Toronto in Canada, he, he just asked, um, what were the big initial differences you felt? starting in the Mid-South area versus Memphis. So whether it be, you know, schedules, arenas, you know, way, bo- well, shows are you know, booked.
1: No, no, we, we still wrestled in big arenas. Mm. Different time, different place. You didn't have pay-per-view. And, uh, yes. Matter of fact, you, you know, in the wrestling business, it was, you was just getting close circuit TV.
0: So this now, is a really interesting time for that because it's, like, it's almost yes. like the last year of that, isn't it? 84, really. Yes. Yeah. So now, uh, le-
1: uh, listen, Robert and I got over We went Mm. to, uh, and this is not only there, a little bit we get into the NWA when I went there. uh, We were, dude, I mean, I'm telling you, rock stars. Uh, I don't know, uh, you know, on the show that we just watched, uh, earlier you see Robert and I in, uh, I guess, the Midnight Express with Hacksaw Jim Duggan handcuffed to Jimmy Cornett at the Superdome. Okay, now, I want to Listen, this is not ten eighty four. It's thirty thousand people there. Mm. You know the Superdome holds eighty thousand. That's just in the seats, not on the floor. But they would put a curtain halfway across that big old Superdome. I don't know how they got a curtain that big or got it up there, but it was <laughs> G- a good job know, for someone techn- making that curtain. Technology. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you used half the Superdome and sixty thousand people in that curtain with them people cheering unbelievable mm. you know it was a whole next uh step so you know we uh went to uh we you know it's territory you run you run New Orleans everybody night mm. which you went to the city auditorium and it's dim down but it, you know for then it is an old building but it was big then we had to move to the colleges uh you know where they play basketball because the arenas mm. were a little bit bigger uh outside of uh, New Orleans but it's the same thing
0: but yeah I mean it was just uh I mean the territory was on fire wasn't it around this time I mean it was just no, it was just it a bit got nuts,
1: on fire it? that's the reason no was yeah. that when they brought Robert and I in
0: yeah, yeah. It, it popped the territory
1: with the Russians Nikolai Vokov and Barry Dorso mm. but now we did the angle with you know then the words out you know the rock stars and You know, and uh, that one video we had, the boys are back in town. You're not
0: bullshitting. Yeah, with the cars and the jukebox. (laughs) It's incredible. I love it. I absolutely love it. Because I've never seen any this stuff since the last year or so. I've been watching it. This is all new to me. I absolutely love the video packages. They're so good. And and gosh, you know, and and, and at that time,
1: the the guys in the territory that they brought in, and, and I mentioned here earlier, you know, like what we get into later was Bob Orton, Pat Rose mm. and, you know, the underneath guys like Pat Rose and, and uh, Barry Orton. These guys could work. Yep. You see, and working nowadays, uh, you know, and, and I try to tell people this, you know, everybody in this business probably can leapfrog and dropkick and hip toss, but there's only very few that know how to work. You see, our job is putting asses in seats and getting ratings on TV. It's mm. not about does my hurricane corona look good. Nobody gives a shit. Uh it's about working. And these guys can work back then. Mm. And and, uh, and and then when you shot your angle, understanding our business, I, I was lucky. I was I'm you know, I'm a second generation wrestler. My dad was a wrestler, then he refereed out of Memphis. If you watch some of the stuff out of Memphis, Paul Morton. Yep. And I have my son that's basically third generation met him already training and working together. He's had a few shows, but you know, and it's hard when you're a second or third generation guy, because, and I I don't want him to be Ricky Morton. I want him to be him. I want -hmm. him to be his own guy in our business. But when we we, went now Louisiana and your spot shows, uh, I'm telling you, (laughs) people be lined up. It, It is great. You know what I'm saying? You, you go to these high schools and they'd be totally, completely sold out. Different time, yeah. different place, buddy. Uh, and you see, in our business is entertainment, I'm not here to insult anybody's intelligence. But back then, our business was sacred. Yes. Nobody knew. You see, and you always had that fan and to say, you know, that third match was fake, but y'all's match was real. I've you heard this that, so many
0: times about yeah, this. Yeah, yes, like
1: okay. this, this one was... Yeah, exactly, yeah. Okay, yeah. it's yeah. always that little bit of doubt. Yes. That yeah. little bit of doubt, dude. And 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 to do that, and and if you look back in, in our business, you see, I've been nine-time NWA World Tag Team Champions. I was, but you see, I never wanted to be a champion. Did you, But I'm glad I was, but do you know why? No, go ahead. Because the people... Don't pay to see me lose the belts. They uh, pay yeah. to see me win. Yeah, that's if the heel keeps screwing yeah. you every week, yeah, until you have the big match, you know, you, they screw you every week, mm. screw you every week. They come back when well, next you will have a match where the heel can't do this, uh, but he'll find out another way to screw you. You, yeah, you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's it? that's right. You know, uh and, and that's what people don't understand today. Now nowadays is I got to get my shit in. And it's horrifying. I, I hate that. Hmm. You know, this is, a, this is a business. When you're here, like we're here on a Monday night and we're back here next Monday night, we're already here. Yeah. We have to work for next week. And, that, and that's how you draw money. That's how the ratings go down. But, you know, s- simply it just, you know, over the years, our business has changed. I got to change with it. Hmm. But it still works. Now, I'd like to tell you and your, and your listeners that are listening out to I have a YouTube show that comes on every Sunday. Now, that's 5.05. It's live. On oh, great. Yeah. Under the School of Morton, which I know well, y'all. we're a five-hour difference of time. I yeah, believe. that's right. Yeah,
0: that's it. Yeah.
1: But it comes on at 5.05, so it's at 5.05 yep. here. It's like 10.05 there. Yep. Get a chance. Watch it. But it's from my Ronson School. Oh, great. It's I'll guys check it out. Yeah. That are, it's guys that are, are, are wanting to be... You know they're training to be wrestlers or living their dream. You know I have a few guys that come through there that really, really got big and took off in our business, and they're in different places now. But I have kids hmm. at my school. Oh man, they're better than the guys are in WWE. I'm I'm serious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of people get mad at me because I got them on there, but what the hell? I mean, everybody knows that our business is entertainment. Yeah, and those yeah, kids I that. that I bring to my school, they're mm. the ones that, that got bullied in school and made Fs. Uh, I'm going to tell you for an example here, because we've got time to talk. I have one kid come to me that has uh, vocal sclerosis. Mm. And his mother begged me, said, please don't let him join. Talk him out of it. Mm. And I'm trying to tell her, she says, no, he, he's got something to look forward to. Now, this kid yeah. come to me, bullied all the way through school. But he kind of, and, and and I don't teach him to, to, to retaliate. No, not that. But what I did do is I brought him to my school. He lost 80 pounds. Wow, okay.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah. Now
1: this arm and this leg was smaller than this one and he still had, but we worked and we worked. I put sleeves on, covered the arm up, long tights, hmm. you know, uh, then he went from uh, being bullied in school not wanting to go making else to straight A to a violent Victoria in high school that's amazing you yeah. hear me yeah and then out of high school he got a four-year scholarship to college oh that's fantastic it, yeah you see that now see that's what I try to do yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not all yeah. about being this you know it's all it, uh, it's, it's teaching people. Just give them bag. a chance in life. Yeah, exactly. Give them yeah, a chance. And I amazing. give my kids a chance and all my kids. When my kids come in, I got to see, you know, right now the school's out, but, you know, I got to see their report cards. I got to do this. And if it's not up, they don't train. They sit over at the table and they study during classes. That's great. Just the way it is. Yeah. That's fantastic. You know, I think that's fantastic. I'm not yeah. here to rebel against the parents or, or nothing like that. It, you see it in my situation now. You know, I'm not the. That was one of my faults because I wasn't educated enough to know that the promoters were just screwing the hell out of me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, go there. All right.
0: No, that's. I think that's a fantastic story, and that, that's really like you know, one, like a wonderful thing to hear in terms of you know, big wrestling star and actually giving back and giving opportunities to people. Well, I think that, I think that's fantastic. But listen yeah. to me, buddy. I'm not. You know, I I,
1: I can't throw the first stone. I you know, you understand me. I mean, I'm yeah, not yeah, sitting here yeah. trying to be the the good guy. We all have our problems. We all have the situations
0: that we are. But when it comes to my school, that's a sacred place. Yeah, that's, that's what I like. Go ahead. So so I'm gonna go back I'm gonna take you back to the seven days leading up to this T V tape and which took place a few few uh a few days before it. Aired. So you had matches on the thirteenth, fifteenth, sixteenth, two on the seventeenth, both the Midnight Express, nineteenth and twentieth. So that's really quirky. That's busy time. Yeah. The, and the two, at,
1: the, the two were in the two were the first one was in Oklahoma City and the, yep. the one that night was in Tulsa, Oklahoma.
0: That's it, go yeah. Ahead. Did you remember that or did
1: you look that up? Because no, you I remember, just, no, I knew. I knew that's our incredible. Right yeah, that's amazing. I just knew our schedule back then. Oh, okay, okay. So you can, you can, when you you can said twice, the oh, yeah, in uh, one day, because I knew then it was because uh, every other Sunday we were in Tulsa. I mean, we were in Oklahoma City at the yep. Marriott name of the building. That's it. Yep. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, then we were in Tulsa at the accessor, accessor uh
0: building. So oh, yeah, cool. I
1: remember all that.
0: What was the schedule? I mean, this is, this is, I mean, I've got, I don't know how accurate some of these numbers are, but I've got way over 200 matches in 84, 240 odd in 85 and about 282 in 86. So how was this, what was the schedule like for you guys? Cause this is, I know the schedule is forget what's happened recently. I know the schedule for the guy now is tough, but that is, that's insane numbers in terms of wrestling matches. Yeah. We ran, uh,
1: we ran seven days a week, Robert and I, yeah. uh, you know, we, were, we worked
0: on top. We was on all of them. I, hmm. I remember and long that. matches, I bet, as well. I bet they weren't short matches you guys were doing. Well,
1: let me get to this. this is, I'm yep. glad you said that. Now, like you said, we're bouncing because we hadn't got there yet. Uh, Robert and I, and I'm a firm believer in this, if you pay to see me, I'm going to give you your money's worth, no mm-hmm. matter what. But not only were I like that. You know, the Midnight Express are like that. You know, we always went 40, 45 minutes. Yeah. But at, at a time where I uh, really, you know, I was one of the luckiest guys in the world. And, and, I, and I'm going to tell you this. I see it up the day where Chris Jericho posted, and, and, and I agree with him, that right now, today, he's the best wrestler in the world. I don't disagree with him. But I think that every wrestler in the world should have that. Uh, you, you see what I'm saying? All of them should say that. That's what I am. Oh, yeah, certainly. Yeah. Because in 1985 to 1993, I don't give a shit when anybody says I was the best baby face in the world. Okay. Uh, I had the opportunity to work for it. Yeah, and, uh, and it showed out. It came. You know, I learned just like everybody else did. And, uh, if you think I'm arrogant or anything, I can't help that.
0: you got to believe in your own
1: but, ability. But you, I worked. Yeah. I, I did a program with Ric Flair. Yes. We're going to talk yeah. about that, actually. Yeah, yeah. We can okay, talk about that now, actually. you like to. Yeah, this, this is what I'm trying to tell you, dude. I did the single with Ric Flair. Mm. You know, we're in North Carolina. It's different. Every major town. Now, we, we run them split 17 Days in a row, hour, time limits. But listen, we did TBS early in the morning for 6.05 Mm. show, right? Yeah. We did that early in the morning. Mm. We do two hours on Saturday and two hours on Sunday. Different towns, two different towns. Uh, But you see, I learned that from Rick. But even when Rick and I didn't go hour time limit, we call it Broadway then. See, this is what I learned from Rick. But I learned this, but I knew it too. I never – Ric Flair was the greatest world champion ever. And the reason why, this is my buddy, because when you paid that $20 to see him, yep. he gave you that $20 worth. I'm talking about if you didn't go an hour, you went 58 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. every
0: night. But it was And he great. went as well. He went as well, didn't he, for those for – those, for Oh, those right. Minutes. I mean, I yeah. had – to yeah.
1: Uh, 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 amazing how I had to train just to stay up with him.
2: Mm.
1: You know, I'm I'm talking about running ten miles every morning. I, I'm talking about getting on the stairmasters, and because I mean he wasn't even human, but he but Rick, no matter what, you get through work and you go to the bars and you be up all night. And I never forget we'd be in the hotels, and I'd get up to test in the morning, and look out the window, he'd be out by the pool doing squats. Really, six yeah. <laughs> o'clock in the morning. Real world champion, a machine, uh, yeah, yeah. But you know, that's the uh, that's the way we did that. So, and I learned that from Rick, and that's really, really amazing. You know, and people believed in what we done
0: to us. Uh, you know, yeah, we're talk- talking about losing. Go ahead. Sorry, Rick. I was going to say, let's. I was going to skip on, but we'll jump, we'll jump around and we'll, get, we'll come back to the episode. But I was going to talk yeah. about that after the episode. So going back to the spring and summer of '86, you worked 19 matches in just a short few months of Ric Flair for the NWA title. I actually watched a couple yeah. of these earlier, and I watched the uh, Great American Bash one in Charlotte in the cage where you had the what the face match. You ever broke a nose or something for that one.
1: Yes, we we shot. We broke my nose. He bro- yeah, dropped the yeah. knee, broke my nose, and then he ripped my face up. Yeah, I, a lot of people don't know this. Uh, because of then our business was changed. You know, you know, I actually understand me here, buddy. I'm, and I'm telling you this, I, you know, I have my thing with Flair, but but we were, our business is politics. Mm. And when you got a booker that, <laughs> that can't handle you, it's what happened there. You see, uh, I actually beat Ric Flair for the world title. And, uh, and, but when I beat him, we got the back and I had to, you know, they t- took me in a room and they told me, uh, okay, now since you beat Rick for the world title, we're going to have to fire Robert mm. because, uh, you know, he's going to be put people over for you to wrestle. And, and now, and it wouldn't move. And I gave the belt back to him because mm. I don't want it. Uh, I had my run the Rick. You see, it wasn't – I'm not the best guy in the world, you hear me? But Robert and I, I wasn't going to let that happen to my wrestling partner. And if things like that would have – if I would have done that, my whole career would have been different probably. But I couldn't. I mean, I, I'm not going to screw my wrestling partner. We had been through thick and thin together, dude. We
0: went no, through these territories, yeah. you know. So, do, do you have a bit of a bittersweet memories of this of this, of this with with these, these this run with Flair at the time as a, as a result of that, or, or is it you know is, are they fond memories looking back at this sort of incredible run working on top with 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 Flair really? Hey, it was
1: a lifetime dream. Yeah, you know what? And people ask me all the time, "What was your greatest moment in the business?" Well, my greatest moment in business is working with Flair. Yeah, I mean, yeah. when you wrote when you work arenas, dude. I mean, uh, I remember the first time we were I worked there in Charlotte. You know, we uh, they they ran the it was the Coliseum there in Charlotte, and they showed that angle on TV with a with that advance It was sold out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sold out like fifteen minutes, and it held about ten thousand people. So they moved it to outside, at, at, and there they didn't have the Charlotte Panthers, which is an NFL football team. They didn't mm-hmm. have it. They didn't have that big stadium. But we went to the city stadium, which is big. And, uh, like, we, you know, there's 30,000 people there that come to see that. Yep. So uh, that was an opportunity, but just learning, learning the business, uh, learning how to go out. And keep the people on the edge of their seats for 60 minutes. Yeah. And I and I like this right here because you see, at that time, Rick Flair was the older son of a bitch, buddy. Holy shit. And I was a young baby face. And it reminds me because on the independent circuit, you know, people don't really understand the business. I was wrestling a guy one night. He says, you know, maybe tonight you go to the ring. The people might cheer me. Mm. I said, they're gonna cheer you because you want them to. And he looked yeah. at me like I had a turd on my head. <laughs> but I told him, but they're only gonna cheer you because you want them to. Mm. An example of how great Ric Flair is. Uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, you know, where the Philadelphia Eagles are, is the greatest hill town. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> they hate everybody. They hate yeah. everybody face and they don't give a shit who you are. They hate you. <laughs> Rick and I were scheduled to do an hour there. Uh you know, so Rick goes to the I mean, I go to the ring, but they're booing me. God, they're throwing shit at me, all kinds of shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh then here comes Rick world champion, buddy. I mean, they're popping, they're going crazy, and they're loving him, and Rick's doing his cocky thing. Now, listen. Ten minutes into that match. Are we together? Ten minutes into yeah, that yeah. match, Ricky had changed the crowd. Oh, That's okay. how good of a worker he is. Now, yeah. not only did he change the crowd... 15 minutes in that match, they pushed the guardrails all the way to the ring. The fans did.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: Now, Arn Anderson's watching the match in the back, and Arn, I mean, he has to come through the crowd to get down to the ring. Then here comes Robert trying to get to the ring. And this is no, you know, and, and back then you had the NWA rules over the top where it was a disqualification. Mm. And Rick told me, he said, man, listen, uh, we're going to have to get out of here. If they don't, these people are going to kill me. And really? I'm serious, wow. but yeah, this yeah. time, they're yeah. throwing batteries and all kinds of shit. And coming he turned them. he done such a good coming job. Coming up, up on the them. ring yeah. apron. And, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. you know, Arne's pulling them off. Robert's pulling them off. The security down there's lighting. And Rick said, fuck this. He said, <laughs> Grammy said, go with the top rope. Let's go home. And he did. Then we went the top rope and him and Arne Anderson, with the security, this flew back to the back. And these people were throwing shit, hitting the doors in the back. You see, this is now, that's, you see what I'm saying? Mm. He made it like that. Yeah. And that's like I told this kid they only cheer for you because you want them to. Yeah. You know, you, you, you don't understand our business. You don't know how it works. You don't know how to put asses in seats. But he even did that in Charlotte. You know, he's from Charlotte. The crowd was with you at that match, American Bash oh, match, yes, right? yeah. Because 100%, Rick, yeah, Rick changed them. Yeah, you know it's hard. I mean, it, he's one of the, you know, and people say all the time. Well, I see Rick did the same thing. Yeah, he does the same thing every yeah, night, especially when he do, and and not only with me. You know, Rick was a world champion. He'd go to other territories. Well, mm. you don't go to a territory, beat the top baby face. What do you do? You do yeah, an exactly. hour time limit. Yep, every night. Every night, you know, and Robert and I did the same thing when we were the NWA Tag Team Champions, you know. Because a lot of the the territories, you know, NWA was a big deal. Mm. You know, we go to Kansas City to an hour. We go to Portland, Oregon, do an hour. We go down to Florida for Eddie Graham do an hour. Uh, That's just the way our business works.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, I, th- I think it's such a... This is the thing I noticed, and I'm going, I'll, I'll skip around a bit, but we didn't get a lot of um, NWA, WCW here growing up in the UK in the late 80s. It was more yes. WF, that was all we had access to, sadly. But going back and watching this stuff, I love the legitimate, genuine, sports-like atmosphere. Everyone cares, the presentation, the commentary, Jim Ross and these people on commentary. It's just like, I think if th- 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 these some of these matches I watch these days, I think... I wish I'd been in these towns and I, could, and I could experience this as like a ten or fifteen year old or someone like older. At oh, times, yes. it's, it's so good. You know,
1: what year were you born? Eighty one. Oh yeah, I see you still walking around with your diapers on. Yeah, going yeah. Up, just, just going on. <laughs> yeah I, you know, thing, you just said, Jim Ross. Which is, I love Jim Ross, but it's mm. going back during these matches that you were watching. The gentleman that was announcing Boyd Pearson. Yes, uh, yeah. Okay, now you notice just that TV, the wild suits he had on? Yes, yep. Well, you yep. say Jimmy Cornette got that from, okay? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, but Boyd, uh, I loved him. Here in the States, we, we had a a candy called Milk Duds. Mm, you know, yeah, know Milk yeah. Nuds. Yeah, it's milk chocolate. So, uh, but, but Boyd Pearson, it was a commercial that came home. It was a cartoon commercial. But he did the talking for it, mm. you know. And he goes, you know, this is so milky and chocolate, it would make you go, "Moo." Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and I loved it. But Bored, that you see it on that show that we watched. But look at a lot of them; he's got some of the wildest suits you ever yeah, could imagine. Enough. And uh, but it got him over. And then, you know, and I don't know. I'm not saying that Cornette followed that, but Cornette wears some of the craziest shit yep. too you ever yeah. see but it's great, man.
0: No, it's fantastic. So tell, tell me about, so back to mid South. So tell me what a typical TV taping day looked like for you guys. And what was the Irish McNeil, Irish, easy for me to say, Irish McNeil boys club like to work in.
1: Yeah, we, we did uh, two weeks of tape. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, it wasn't that very big, uh, but it was packed. I do, when mm. we went, especially us, man, it was wall-to-wall wild, wild girls. Yeah. You me? <laughs> and you well, got the Beatles it,
0: reaction every time you came out, is, didn't you? Yeah.
1: This is a, uh, <laughs> the the great thing. We stayed, uh, when we did uh, Irish Man you know, on Tuesdays, we uh, stayed there Tuesday night. Okay. In the yeah. hotel. We stayed at the La and they had one of the greatest bars in the world there. Uh, (laughs) now after we did those two hours of taping, we go and everybody in town knew it It looked like Woodstock after that place man Uh, you couldn't even hardly get in there Uh, (laughs) crazy so these are fun times but but, buddy yeah you know what uh, people ask me a lot of times tell stories i said, well I'll tell you one but you're not going to believe me you're going to call me a liar Mm. so uh, I didn't uh, (laughs) but that that's a different Time, different place. Uh, you know, I'm going to write a book coming up. Oh, you uh, should. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah well, okay, Ricky Morton presents yeah. Sex, Drugs, and the Rock and Roll
3: Express.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is brilliant. And, you heard it here first. Uh, and yeah. then I will tell, see, I can tell stuff in the book. I just don't want to be here uh, when a lot of people see, when I tell you stories that are crazy as hell. No, that's will leave the salubrious stuff to the book. Well, well you, you know, we yeah, yeah, because you know what? A lot of people don't know how to take that.
0: And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gosh, man uh, i'm talking crazy uh now i mean i think you, you got right. you, you touched on it earlier on you guys had the and there's not too many people that have had this um but you guys had the quality of i think the guys guys would look uh, certainly i mean i'm looking at this 35 years on 36 years on you can see why guys would want guys would want to be you guys and girls want to be with you guys and that is nailed on you know top good guy baby face character you've just got you've ticked all the boxes and you don't get that very often and you, and WWE haven't had that for a long time really, really that's probably yes. since The Rock really I think Well, and, and that's why and mm. you see and you know why they hadn't had
1: that in a long time and uh, might be a bad guy but I don't apologize mm. uh, they don't have people that know what they're doing I agree uh, yep and, and they don't I mean they got guys in the office. And, and I'm going to say this, you know, it's people like me. I, you know, I try to get a job, uh, they, but they don't want me there. You know why mm-hmm. they don't want me there? Go because on. dude, yeah, I know a hell of a lot more than they do. Yep, You just don't give me the chance. I don't, you know, I no, I don't know how to type. I don't know how to type into a computer, but I'm learning. You hear me? Yeah. I'm teaching myself. Uh, you went black on the screen here. I mean, you are, I can barely see your face. It's light it's, it's, all right, it's just,
0: um, I'm going to, yeah, it's just the, the sun's okay, just I'm got sorry. in. I'm
1: going to, you carry on uh, with going to turn a
0: light on so you can see me. No, very
1: well. Yes, but no, it's all right. I just couldn't, uh, but what I'm saying is you bring people. I'll, I'll wait till you get back before I talk. you no, all right. You. You, go, you go ahead. You go ahead. Okay. Now, I want you to look at me and understand this. In our business, there's a difference between being here, mm. here, here, and here. When I wrestled on top, we didn't have contracts, okay? Mm. You got paid by how many asses were in the seats. You didn't get paid for royalties off TV. You didn't even sell gimmicks, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was up to me to make sure the towns that we went back to sold out every week, up to me, up to the hills. Yep. Different time, different place. But see, i watch TV and I could tell you what's gonna draw, who's gonna get over and who ain't gonna get over. I was saying something earlier about, you know, me, uh, I have to go wrestle, but I gotta get all my shit in. You hear me? And then I gotta go ask to all my friends. Uh, this but when somebody depends on you to make a living
0: yeah
1: i'm here and i ain't trying to be mean I, I know i watch tv i tell you what gets over what don't get over but they keep pushing it and i don't know why mm. because it's not doing good on ratings it's not going no, and no, i want to say this yeah i will say this though i have been watching all the shows with no crowd yes and do you yep. know how hard it is to wrestle perform in front of no crowd I'll, I so, my, so all imagine. the boys yeah. that are listening, all the boys that are out there, uh, my hats off to you. Yeah, because you literally work your ass off. You literally take these big bumps, and when you feed off the crowd and it, and you take that big bump, and the only thing you hear is the thunk of the ring, yeah. <laughs> and it knocks the breath out of you. You don't have that that pump. So all the boys out there, I want to tell you that's good. I do the same thing. My, I can't let no crowd in mm. to do my shows, but. But they feed off of it, but it's a whole different ballgame. To uh, and what is wrong is the guys don't sit down. This is one thing that I was really good at, and, and Dusty Rhodes noticed this. Before I did an angle, Dusty would call me. We did uh, TVs on Tuesdays and and in WO2, yeah. but he would call me to the office on Monday because it was usually in Greenville, South Carolina, or or Lafayette uh, or Fayetteville, North Carolina, which wasn't about a hundred miles each way. But they read them all every, both towns every week on a Monday. But on Tuesday, Dusty would call Monday morning, he'd call me down to the office and he'd set me down and make me understand what we're doing and where this is going. Yep. You ever read a good book? You know, when you read a good book, they always write the ending first. <laughs>
3: Yeah. You, do you I hear what mean. I'm saying? Yeah, Same yeah. thing with
1: wrestling. Mm. You got to know where this angle is going to and what you're trying to tell. Yep. Uh they missed out on that.
0: No, I, compl- too- I completely agree. Yeah, I completely you have agree. too
1: many, and, and I got to say this. Uh, you know, WWE, that very everybody's about their position. They want you to know that they're the boss. You see, because in, in Vince has said, yeah, "See that don't work." Yeah, you know, the politics brother is horrible. Uh, yeah, everybody's you know everybody's walking on crackers. And then sometimes you got to say, "Hey man, get, you know, loosen up, Jesus Christ!" And 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 when you go over these angles, make these guys understand it. Then you know what you're going to. You know where it's leading to. Yep. And you and you can make them understand to the people. Now what I did, Russell. No, I still wrestle, but when I worked on top, this is another thing. I tried to make, if I can make that guy on the front row right there believe that whatever Arn Anders is doing to me, he really done it. Yep. You know, I mean, uh, if if you give me a gut shot, I don't do a forward flip in Mm -hmm. real life. You hear me? A guy punched me in my mouth. You know, it's at one, all you need is that one punch. Yep. You see, you notice the guys today, I mean, they, they stop you. They kick you 700 times. They punch you 55 times. Okay. And I, I and I'm working with somebody not long ago and they did that. And I looked up at him. I says, uh, which one do you want me to sell? The first one or the 75th? <laughs> because in real life, if you yeah. did that to me, I'm dead. Yep. Yeah, I'm yeah, actually yeah. dead. Yeah, You know, I mean, might as well call the tow truck in and, you know, yeah. get to gurney and carry your ass out. You're dead. That's what there's, a, there's
0: a fine line, isn't there? There's a fine line between, uh, making it be a believe, a believable yes. fight and it, and it being too far into a dramatic. And you and I think people walk yeah. that line and sometimes go either side of it. Don't know. I think. What's the
1: boys do the Russians yeah. do. Mm. I mean, uh, watch TV. You you can tell when a guy's fixing to do something real big because they have 42 people out on the floor fixing to catch him. Yeah. And I'll hate uh, that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, it, and it's, and, and it's that, and it's, you know, and I see guys send me tapes all the time, you know, people jumping off balconies and you know, you're what we have a show here called ridiculously. Uh, and Chris Jericho was on the other night and he was showing some okay. clips and uh <laughs> I had one guy, man, standing on the thing, and he jumps off with the elbow, drops about 20 feet, but he misses the whole guy on the table.
0: Oh, you know, was, he lands yeah. on the
1: concrete. Uh, but but, but, understand me, now if I'm trying to draw money, and I'm in a territory, and and a guy does that, well, you're dead. Yeah. real <laughs> realistic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, what are you yeah. going to do that for? You know, I, I mean – and nowadays you watch wrestling. You could take Hugo and shoot him out of the cannon and he'd kick out <laughs> on one. You know, they cover yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. on yeah. This is where our businesses went to, but this is the way I feel. And, no, and I, I think that's reasonable. If anybody's yeah. out there, if they, if they don't understand, you got to learn how to put asses in seats and get ratings on TV. It's not about you. Yep. See, when it comes to the Rock and Roll Express, it wasn't about me. It was me and Robert both. If you watch us, we work together as tag teams. Now, mm. guys are on contracts. One's making more than the other one. He's afraid he's going to get more in. That he's going to get in instead of sitting down and telling that story. That the that these writers, but the writers got to have got to convince these guys what they're doing, where they're going to. Yeah, you know, no, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. once and once you're here, I mean, you're working this this angle to WrestleMania. Yeah, you see what I'm saying, and so you got to sit on down and go through all this right here for the blow off will come at WrestleMania or there are other pay-per-views that go through and, and all the talent. And I'm sorry to say this. I watch, uh, I watch watching Monday night and Emma don't know who's who. Hmm. Everybody looks the same. You notice it. They got the beards, the long hair, they got, uh, the same tattoos, they got the tights. Yeah. Yeah, and it's alright but you're in the UK I have a good friend of mine there that I think when I first watched this guy at uh, I was at the NXT performance center and I uh, was going over videos and I'm watching this guy and I went what the hell is he doing and then all of a sudden you see what you learn in our business is when you first step in the ring to make it mean something hmm. you hear me but this guy, I was watching him in this match. And he told him, and I'm, I'm going, what the hell is he doing? And then he finished, and that's uh, Trent Seven.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen this him guy. live a load of times here. Yeah, yeah, I really like him. Yeah, hey. him and uh, Tyler Bate are a great tag team. Yes. Yeah, I really like no, him. No,
1: but hey, he's wonderful. I told, yeah. him, I told him, I said, dude, this is great shit sit out there. <laughs> what entertainment? And he made it look real.
3: Yeah. You know he's what great. I'm saying? Great. Really great. Yes, yeah.
1: he's, uh, he's unbelievable. And I, mm. and I told him that when I seen him down there. At first, I was going, what the hell are you doing, fella? And then when you at, then when you went into that, I said, oh, I lost my mind.
0: That's the
1: <laughs> <so crazy> greatest <laughs> shit I ever seen in my he life. great. we got a few but good see, Brits out that there now,
0: on. yeah. I was so, obviously, there's Nick Aldis, who you work with in NWA Power. And I, I watched your um, NWA World's Heavyweight Championship match with him. I just thought the whole presentation, of that was fantastic. What was that like? And, and tell me a bit about working in NWA Power. Obviously, you captured your ninth World Tag Team Championship at the same time there.
1: Oh, man, this is uh, just to have the opportunity. And uh, I think we might have talked about this before. Because, you know, there's some rushers in this business. You know, why don't you give somebody else? Uh, a title shot instead of Ricky Morton. He's an mm-hmm. old guy. But you see, it's just like in anything, in music. You know, wouldn't you like to play with Mick Jaggers? Wouldn't you uh, You know, it's the same thing that Nick did. And I thought it was really great because it's even like being nine-time world tag team wrestling champions. Sometimes people that don't understand our business don't get it. And when they first put them on us, you know, I even questioned myself. But then they – at the but I understood what they were doing and where they were going. Uh, I'm sorry, bud. Don't and worry. That's Vince, fine. Vince never He's leaves back. me alone. <laughs> He's fine. He got – I put that in my roots. And uh, I <laughs> <laughs> so uh, – but it's just an opportunity because I love Nick. Nick's mm. great looking. I mean uh, – a lot of great workers to come out. Okay. You know, and, uh, and, and he gets it.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> and for me to say that there's a lot of guys that work in our business on top and they have great, uh, they're in great positions in big companies, but a lot of them just don't get it.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. And they do. And, uh, uh, this is like Thomas Vladimir, you know, Thomas, uh, he's what's... part of the, the wall card. Oh, that yeah, yeah, okay, yep. I, I think he's some. I, I might have talked about him before, did I?
0: I don't think so. No, I don't think so.
1: Because he's great. He is, uh, sometimes when you get an irate, it ain't what you do, it's it's what you don't do. Okay, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and uh, and, and the first. Time that we worked with Robert Dodd. and this is great. This is what I like about our businesses. This is what we used to do. Mm. NWA but South uh, in the in the earlier years, you never got your finish. Our business was so sacred. If anybody tell about it, you're finished. Nine out of ten times, as myself and Robert, and we or me and my father, myself, we didn't get, get our finish until we got into the rink. Yeah heel's always dressed on one side of the building. The baby faces on the other side of the building. If you get got caught talking, or right, you're fired. I mean, you're automatically fired. So I had the opportunity when we first went to uh, NWA, and that's when Jimmy Cornet was with them. And this is five minutes before a match. Uh Julie Cornet goes, comes in, he's gonna give us the finish, and he goes, Ricky, you do know that you're you one know, winning the belt. And I said, no, I didn't. <laughs> you know, and, and then Jimmy understood it. But when you go out
3: there and and step into the ring, sometimes you can just tell. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, uh, we didn't go over no high spots. We didn't do nothing. We just went over the finish. Uh, and then we went straight to the ring. But right when I locked up with Thomas, I took him over to headlock and I gave him the office. And I don't know if you understand what I mean by the office. It's just that.
0: Oh no, I don't. It, yeah, no,
1: no. Yeah. Okay, this is. Uh, these are the things in our business that are still sacred to me, and sometimes mm. I really don't like talking about them. Yeah, because it's things that are secrets in our
0: business. Yeah. I think, but I still do. It don't matter where I'm at. But uh, well, it's a bit like. Watching a magician, you don't you don't want to know. You, you guys are magicians. You don't want to know all of the secrets, do you? Because it takes. I don't think it takes a bit of bit away, doesn't it? As a viewer, it's like a layman's yeah. sort of viewer. Definitely, it's the
1: same. Yeah, yeah. That's where I'm coming from. And mm. I got in the ring with uh, Thomas, and I did the thing, and I gave him the office, and bam, it was just like magic. Yeah, uh, yeah. But without me explaining it, without me saying, he already knew. Yes, he yeah. knows. You see. When I get to into the ring with a young guy, and, he, and he's wanting to work. See, if he knows how to work, mm. he don't make me look 63 years old. Yeah, yeah. You understand me? Yep. He's not running me all across the rope. He's not doing this right here. He knows. You know, I had Thomas. I took him over. I gave him the office. He took me right to my feet. Mm. Shot, shot me off in the middle of the ring. He didn't take me all the way back to the other side of the ring. Yeah. Drop down down. He, he knew. He, you see? And that's the part of the business that people have totally forgot
0: about or didn't even know about. Mm. Uh, so that's great. You go ahead. For, for what it's worth, um, just you know, fan. I've never been in the ring. That I thought that Nick Aldis match was really, really something special because, as you say, it was, it was, uh, you know, believable. It was a great the start to finish presentation. That with the interviews before, I loved the finish of that. I love the old roll ups and the tights and all that sort of thing. I love the finish of that. I just thought it was really, really, really great. Oh, yeah. So you see, and
1: and our and our business has got to a point now. You see, people only stop and realize, and the writers, the bigger companies, the simpler the finish, Mm. the better it is. Yeah. And why? It's because you understood it. Mm. You've never been in a rink. You've never Mm. uh, been, you see, but you understood our finish. Yep. That's what nobody understands now. Uh, You know, uh, I can watch TV shows. I mean, I... And and just to be frankly with you, I'm here talking to you. You know, I watch Monday Night Raw, and I watch SmackDown. They totally suck Mm. Uh, to me. And uh, I, I don't know if it's the writers. I don't know if it's Sage. I, I don't know, but nothing makes sense to me.
0: I don't think it's wrestling. Well, what, what do you think, Ricky? I, I, it, it doesn't feel like wrestling to me anymore. It's it's another, it's weird. No one speaks like a human being. It's this kind of weird hybrid, lots of buzzwords. Like the, I don't know if you've seen the promotion for Randy Orton and Edge in a couple of weeks' time, but they're promoting that as going to be the best wrestling match of all time. It's just like, who... Who's come up with that? What pressure on these guys in NT empty arena to try and, you know, it's, it's a bit, it's just a bit, it's a bit weird. I think is probably the way to describe it for what well, we uh, used
1: to. Uh, well, I, I I totally think the same thing, but it's mm. when I watch the shows and, and, and I know it's hard when you don't have, you know, the, the crowd to feed off of, uh, that gets your drilling going. But gosh, man, uh, Either these agents are going to sit down and talk to these guys and make them understand what kind of story they're telling or where it's leading they're going to, or they need to get you Uh Because somewhere they're not communicating. Uh, mm. it, a lot of the guys look like they're walking
0: on crackers. How, you know, how much... And, yeah. Uh, sorry, Ricky. Sorry, sorry, how, a quick question for you. How much would you... And again, not naming any names, but as is it, is it someone that's been in the business for a long, long time, how much can you attribute that to the wrestlers not either standing up for themselves or not being in a position to stand up for themselves? Or would you put it all on creative in that sense?
1: Uh, well, you know, what, you, you don't have a leg to stand on mm. in either one of the situations, mm. I mean, if you disagree uh, disagree with Vince, you're, you're out of there. Yep. And if you disagree with the, the writers and the agents, you see, I mean, it, it's all going to lead back to Vince. Yeah. And, and I, I know that it's a billion-dollar business. I know it's great corporate business. And a lot of people don't understand, too, man. It's just not WWE, you know? Mm. I mean, do you know how many businesses are involved with WWE? It's got to be 100 of them. Mm. Uh, a lot of these guys are on different contracts. So I, you have this contract, even though he might have signed here, but this guy here signed with a different company. Yeah, but it all leads back to WWE. Uh, really, don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if they need to uh, come and get me and send me to the <laughs> to to the performance center. I've so been you, there a couple of times.
0: So you spent you some see, time down there. So so how did how did that come about then in terms of your performance center center visits?
1: Uh, when they put. Uh, they, uh, when I was at the Hall of Fame, they asked me if I'd be interested. Right. But, you know, not not for a job, just to go down and mm. spend some time with some of the guys. But, you know, uh, two or three days, they don't cut it. Mm. Uh, I have guys, you know, and I had a couple of them at the performance center. Okay, let me sit down. I, I want to pick your brain. Mm. That's what they asked me. But you see. You can't pick my brain. I have to get inside your brain to make you understand where I'm coming from. Yeah. You know, uh, it's like me in a match. If if you notice nowadays, and it's not right. Look at real. I mean, in real life, if I had you in a corner and I keep you 85 times in your head, real life, you're never going to get up.
0: No, exactly. Agreed. Okay.
1: <laughs> so and, and I tell guys when I do shows, I tell them, I say, listen, I can sell one punch, or I can sell one kick. Mm. Better than I can, thirty-seven.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. That
1: give did, me the that room to breathe. Yeah. Give me the room to breathe when you give me the punches to be an all owe me. Mm. Uh, you know that's the artist selling this, Is the hills stands back and lets you sell it to make the people on the front row believe what you're doing to me is really real. <laughs>
0: We'll jump around as we go through this but let, let's let's go, let's go on to the episode of mid south so at, at the desk we've got Jim Ross on commentary along with Bill Watts who makes his return for the first time since prior to his big matches with Stagger Lee against the midnight express so first of all what were your experiences of Bill Watts back then um, and how involved did he seem in all facets of putting the show together back then
1: well, okay you know I, I met Bill Watts way before I went to the mid south area I met him for a uh, Leroy McGurk. When I wrestled for Leroy McGurk out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, I don't know if you remember him, but it was a territory at the time. Is that the Tri-State? Uh, yeah, you know, that's where yeah. uh, uh, Les, uh, Thornton, mm. Les Thornton was the world heavyweight champion then. Yeah. I mean, junior heavyweight champion. Yeah. Uh, has, well, I had some tremendous great matches with him too. And Tony Charles, remember Tony Charles?
0: Oh, I don't know that one, actually. No, yeah, I don't know Tony yeah, Charles. Yeah, I think
1: he's passed away down, but Tony, mm. he was he was in the in the Pensacola territory for a long time. He he wrestled for Jerry, too. But, but when this is over, look him up, Tony. Yeah, Charles,
0: I'll write that down. Yeah, okay, yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, he was from England. He And then he was... Oh, uh,
0: right, okay, yeah. Okay, I'll look him up.
1: Yeah, he was great. Uh, but what I've said, Bill Watts didn't want little guys. Mm. He didn't think little guys were were really uh, into this business. But now, uh, the match, we're talking about is this a six-man tag with Barry Orton, Pat oh, Rose?
0: that this is this, this is later in the show. So at the moment, it's just just a bit of an overview on how you know what what Bill Bill Watts was like to work for, really. I guess in terms of work with um, and how how you know was he was he fingering all pies in in the thing, or did he okay. did he delegates people okay. that sort of thing.
1: No, I got where you're going now. Bill mm. Watts uh, on the territory. He's mm. the boss man. Yeah. Okay. Uh, every night before the show, you have to be there an hour before. Mm. Okay. I always got there early. Got, I learned that from my dad anyway. But you know, I mean, if you're a minute late, it's
0: $50. Oh, I know his fine, fine system. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, yes. But understand me. He owned a business. But if you have a a regular job when you work so many hours a week and you go to work, I mean, they tell you to clock in at 8 o'clock. You just don't clock in at 8.15 every day. No,
3: yeah.
1: You know, you you know, you lose your job. Yeah. Uh, same way Will, he had his rules. Uh, Robert and I were the only two that worked for him that could wear blue jeans. And the reason why we were uh, wear blue jeans, we were the Rock and Roll Express. How I mean, you never seen shorts. Oh,
3: yeah. yes.
1: But our, our jeans... Had to be, you know, with the crease in the front of them. You. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, but we wore uh, didn't have to wear the the jacket, mm. but we wore jackets uh, similar to our gimmick. You yep. understand? Now, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Bill Watts was very professional. You know, I mean, it was just like any other sport to him. You know, football and everything. You see the the players and stuff come in; they're always dressed. Uh, to be, you know, to, to play the part, you got to be the part, mm. and that was one thing Bill watch is really sh- strict on. See, but I had no problems with that. Mm. I seen a lot of guys try to buck the system, you know, but I, I and sometimes I just wondered why, because all he's doing is asking you to be there an hour ahead of yeah. time. Uh, all he's doing is asking you to look like. You're off TV, and to look like you're a professional in what you're doing, and uh, and he was very strict about that. He uh, he didn't cut you no slack, and he didn't care who you were.
0: What do you think of him from a? Sort of creative perspective, not uh, not to not to ask go too beh- too far behind the curtain here. But a lot of people look back on this this era of mid south, and they they think this is some of the best episodic wrestling television that's ever been produced. This this eighty four and into eighty five period. So would you? I mean, I know that he had had some help with Bill Dundee and the such like putting these matches together. But would you? You know, is he one of the more creative people from a booking, ownership standpoint that you've sort of worked with over the years? Well,
1: I mean, for the ownership, I, I, I thought so. You know what? He mm. gave Bill Dundee the patrol.
0: Did he? Yeah. And, okay.
1: Yeah, because he trusted Bill. Uh, yeah. And he did good stuff. You know, and he had a lot of people working for him. You know, like, you know, he had the agents before, you know, WWE and him did. You know, Ernie Ladd was one of them. Uh, yep. You had Grunzi Smith, which went on to be with WWE... You know, Jake Roberts' dads, who I'm yes. talking about. Yep. Yep. Uh, You know, and they're the ones that come in. And most of the time, that you know, like Ernie, <laughs> this is great. Ernie, he likes to stir up a lot of shit, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But, but it's just the way it is. I don't mm-hmm. know what Bill told it to. But he, I've seen him before. Go tell the hills that they're going over.
3: Oh, and then he go
1: tell the baby faces that they're going over. You hear me? And yeah. they get in the ring. Oh, shit. <laughs> wow. You know? And he is And Ernie always had that thing. You come back with a ring, and I'm like, ah, boy, you're stealing from the company. <laughs> you know? You're that's, horrible. You're stealing. You're stealing from Bill Watts every day. That's good. But great. That, that was Ernie. I loved Ernie, man. Ernie, man, was he was a real funny fella. He's a great guy to be around with. And you... And you and that's the things we're going back to earlier we were talking about. You got to have the boys that got to have something to believe in, mm. especially when it comes to the people in the office. Uh, you got to have that trustworthy. One thing that I do know, and, and I call them studious, uh you, you know, when you say something, everybody takes it right back to the office.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, you know, there's nobody that sits there and, and really tries to negotiate things without going out, you know, it's uh and and very, you know, uh, I guess possess possessive of their position.
3: Yes. Yep.
1: I mean, gosh, man, I mean, I'm the boss and you gotta do what I say do. Yeah, blah, blah. You see, and that's not good for our business. You know, I had a a lot of people, you know, even uh Johnny Lori mm that you know that was really you know, I don't know, but he kept a job there for a long time and he got rich doing it.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But but you heard a lot of boys. You know, you got a lot of heat with a lot of boys. Uh you know, as me, I couldn't work like that. That's the reason I guess I was never there because I told you this before, I stood up for the boys. That yep. was my problem. Yeah. You know, somebody was being me street and I let Them know about it right away.
0: Hmm. Uh, But you can sleep with a clear conscience, can't you, with this sort of stuff? So I I think that's a you know that's a that's an important thing, isn't it? I think to have to have some integrity is is a really important thing, isn't it? Really, I think
1: yes. You know, it's like in everything. I mean, I can't. you you know, and I tell you, I don't know. I mean, I don't know you personally, but I know what I believe in. I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe in. You know, I can't hurt nobody like that.
3: Yeah, yeah, I understand you know, completely. It,
1: it, and when you do that, it'll come back on you a thousand times without you even realizing it. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's just a lot of, you know, God works in mysterious ways, but I'm not even going to that part. I'm just saying, in me, I life. Yeah, have I understand.
0: Yeah, that's great. be a happy life. Yeah, yeah, and that's 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 the most important thing. So uh, we throw to ringside with Bill Watts and Terry Taylor and Doctor. Steve Williams are there, and they update They're updated on the TV title having changed hands at the Superdome show with Terry Taylor having beaten the first holder of the title of Khrushchev. And um, so you wrestled with and against Terry Taylor many times. What are some of your me- your memories of uh, of Terry Taylor?
1: Oh, you, are you talking about the York Foundation, or you uh,
0: so? About- yeah, so so you so you, that, you were you were with them in um, in in WCW, weren't they? In that, in that faction. Um, I'm just, so just generally, you And I, I, I looked through the matches. There was a lot where you were with Terry Taylor in tags and six man, yes. and later T- with know, him Terry, with him as well. Yeah,
1: Terry was a great worker, and, hmm. but you see, at that time, uh, you know, Robert got his knee hurt, and I will tell you about this that uh, on later in the thing. But Robert got his knee hurt said I had no place to go. Hmm. Uh, they uh, only thing I had to do was turn heel because they put me with Alexander York, which is Terry Reynolds, Yep. Uh, and, and Terry Taylor with, uh, with Curtis Hughes, he yep. was uh, the manager, and, and then later on they brought Tommy Rich in. But I, I love working with Taylor and with Terry. I can remember. We was having a match, we was out in there and, and Grizzly Smith was the an agent and we, and this time, our time, our business, it's already, you know, exposed, uh, everything, but we're working with a guy named, uh, Todd Champion. Oh, Curtis I know the name. Hughes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And Curtis Hughes. Mm. Now, Todd had, had been off for like three months and he'd come back, brother, he's all juiced up and, you know, and Curtis, you know, he, <laughs> uh, I don't know if you remember Curtis Hughes.
0: Oh, I do remember Curtis Hughes, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah,
1: so I started in the matchup uh, with Todd, and he did a spot where he's slamming, and boy, he's me, and I looked up at him, I says, Todd, I said, just a little bit harder, and I go plump through the ring. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I told him, I said, tag Curtis. So Curtis comes in, here he comes in like this. And he, I do a spot and he hits me and I'm telling you, oh, right. uh, you know, uh, you know, just what a potato. So Terry comes in and Terry goes, are you all right? I said, yeah, Terry, I'm all right, but they're killing me. So I hit Terry Taylor.
3: Well, okay. You yeah. Hear
1: me? Todd championed him. They stand in the corner. Me and Terry had a match. <laughs> you understand me? My yeah. yeah, yeah. Me and Terry worked with each other. Yeah. And there uh, been the spot where I, I rode him up and beat him one, two, three. And we go back and, and Grizzy Smith. And a lot of times you'd hear, but Grizz understood too. Grizz I come back and just, God, what happened in that match? I said, God, they're stiff. I said, if you want somebody, you go out there and work with them. Yeah, I yeah. Work with Terry never heard nothing about that from the office, yeah. you know, because he knew. I mean, God, man, thing was. Uh, it was horrible working with these guys they hurt me but Terry had a great match and yeah. you know what our match me and him were better it was going to be better than the match we had with Todd and, mm. and Curtis for real
0: that must be really tough when you're in there with people that are maybe a bit new and they're hurting you and obviously that's that's not what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be the art of, you know, making it believable without killing each other because you're working so many dates. So, well, I mean, that, that must be pretty hard. Have you, have you experienced that quite a lot of your career or you've been, do you think you've been fairly fortunate with the people you've worked with? Well,
1: no, I've been fortunate because it, mm. it, in my career, you had people that could work. Yeah. You know, they, they, they were great workers, but when he got later on into the business nowadays, I think it's the harder you hit the better off you are. Mm. Uh, but it, you know, you can, but you notice a lot in WWE their career spans So a lot of guys are hurt all the Yes, time.
0: Yeah. I, I think but the it, the um sorry, Ricky, I th- I, th- I think the change to three hour rules has really hurt the guys because they there's a back in the day. It
1: was a steel cage that you stood up in mm. outside the ring where you couldn't interfere, but they ho housed up over the ring. And Jimmy's scared of heights too, and and I'm never forget. They high up on the ring. One day, Robert got on the top perma and dove off and grabbed it and swung it. (laughs) And he's going across. And all I could hear was, I hate you MFers, you you sons of bitches. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is great stuff. You know, and there's so many stories like that that you can't remember. Jimmy Cornett had so much heat. I... uh, especially remember the times, and, and I always remember this. This is about people that get business. As me being a champion, mm. we, you you didn't draw money that way. You know, I was nine-time world tag team champion, but see, in our business, the baby face has got to chase the heel. Yeah, To draw money. You know, I didn't want to be the champion because the people pay to see me beat the heel, but the heel keeps screwing me.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: And a lot of times with Jimmy Cornett, uh, you know, you had to keep heat on your heels. Mm. I watched Jimmy, and I know Jimmy's got a lot of heat for the boys, and, and Jimmy's out there today, and you know he says what's on his mind. A lot of shit, but but I don't want to get involved in that.
0: No, no, but at fair that, enough.
1: But, at, but at that time he really he learned to fight. He got his ass whipped so many times. Mm. That he learned to fight. Yeah. You know, the fans would beat his ass. I, uh, a lot of times I have seen, uh, you know, he come in the ring and hit me with the. T- I see he hit Robert with the shoe one night and the whole E section come in the ring. Oh, yeah. And, and, and just for one night in Baton Rouge, Louisiana for Bill Watts. And something just told me. Our dressing room was here in that big building there and our, and our car was parked outside. And I told Robert, I said, Man, this, I this, beat this crowd out of here tonight, but something was
0: telling me. You had a feeling that uh, something was a bit uneasy yeah, in there. Yeah. Yeah. So I says, let's just
1: put our stuff in our car. And it's, you know, it's just like 150 miles home.
2: Mm.
1: You know, we get home, change clothes, and take a showers. And I'm glad it did because we did a finish. Boom. And I mean, at, and at that time for Bill Watts, this is another rule he made because we had. The crowds were so bad mm. and 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 fighting, and I tell you what about Dr. Death, Steve Williams too uh, the whole crowd was i mean we did a finish and dog gone, so Bill Watts wouldn't let nobody leave until after the main event. You got to be there at seven, but you couldn't leave because he had riots every night
3: right okay. you had to help
1: the heels to get back and the baby faces to get back uh, Well, we did a finish in Baton Rouge where She'd be coming and did something to him. as soon as they did it, God, I seen the people come in. Me and Robert went out right through the back door. And I'm glad I did because the police come in and arrested everybody. Oh, no. Everybody went oh, okay. yeah. to the dressing rooms for incite a riot. Wow. to come all to jail. Uh, <laughs> and they was looking for me and Robert. when well, we gone.
0: Oh, wow, that's uh, a good decision. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. And yeah. I could just feel something. Like that, you know, and we're talking about down in the French Quarter. I don't know if you're from with the United States, but
0: I've been to New Orleans for WrestleMania a few years back, okay, actually. Yeah, yeah yeah, okay.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was there that weekend, at the- yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, now, but was in you New know, Orleans? This is down in the French Quarter. I mean, not it's down south of uh, down in the bayou. Mm.
3: Uh,
1: we're doing a show down there, you know. What I'll tell you how, nobody can already speak English, there's a lot of you know, all French, mm. uh. Way down in there, man. It's in the swamps and stuff. So I'm <laughs> wrestling. Dr. Death Steve Williams, and I told Steve, I said, "Steve, uh, you know the crowd here is pretty rough, man." He said, ah, "Fuck it, <laughs> you know." <laughs> I said,
0: okay.
1: I said, "All right." So uh,
0: we get. Was, that the, was the that the lake? Was it sorry? Was that the lake? front Arena by any chance? Was that? Was it the Lake Front Arena by any chance? In no, 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 no. no so it wasn't that one.
1: Way down in the bayou. Baby. Oh, okay. Way down. Way
0: down, right. Okay, way fine. Down,
1: way down in swamp lands. And yeah. You I'm know, we hardly even speak English, you right, know. Right, right, forest. right, okay. But uh, I hear, I'm hear i I'm selling, and, and Steve Williams is going to uh, uh, get up and make a comeback. I says, well, it ain't time to yet. And the reason why, because people were coming through the, in the ropes. He's oh, grabbing no. them, throwing them out. He grabbing them, throwing them out. And then he goes, and he and, and get the heat, and the more I'm selling, the more the people are coming in. And finally he goes, Get up and come back. I said, Well, you told me, fuck me He <laughs> goes, Shut up get, up, get up. He said, Get up and beat me. <laughs> you hear me? I got up yeah. and I beat him. And I literally, he fought all the way to the back. Door to the dressing room door, and when he got to the dressing room door, the door was locked. Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, finally, he just kicked the whole door down. He, You know, Steve was, uh, in his younger days, was mm. badass.
3: Yeah, yeah, big uh, time.
1: In that territory, we were in a bar one night, and a fight happened out in the parking lot. It was glass you Know those big, huge glass doors that you push down, it opens up. Mm. Got the fight, and Steve Williams goes running out and he hits that door. And, and they get out there and up and they spread it around. And I'm standing there, and I went, and everybody I says, He said, I saw go back inside. I looked at Steve, I said, Steve, what you gonna do with that door? <laughs> he had it in his hand, carried it around. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that door had to weigh 150 pounds.
0: Oh, uh, what, what, what I'm saying, superhuman. What yeah, you do
1: with that door. But Steve, I mean it was a uh, different time, different places. Yeah. Uh down in the it down down in that bayou, but it was, you know, Homa, Louisiana, Tipo, Louisiana. Mm. you know, where they – I mean these people here with the especially Jimmy Cornet and Bobby Eaton, you know, they fought every night. I seen Bobby Eaton one time, this great big guy, man, he had to be six, six. Boom, and he hit the rink, But lucky Bobby kicked him in the head before he got there, and he was bent over, and Bobby reached out the front face-locked But this guy was so strong and big, he'd raise up, and Bobby's feet would go all the way up in the air, back down. That's just Madison at. Back down until uh, – the security could grab this guy and take his feet out from under it man it was
0: unbelievable hey, be, what was the what was the crowd what was the, the sort of demographic crowd were there a lot of families at these sort of shows back then or was it mainly adults that went to was it was it was there kids and families and stuff there or was it more an adults well, sort of what you see
1: uh a lot then was a lot of adults because the kids had nothing to see. This mm. is what I'm saying when you, when Robert and I Became the Rock and Roll spray. You know, we do with the young, all American baby faces yeah. that come in, the young kids. Uh, that's when we started drawing girls and we started drawing the 10 Boppers, the young girls that come in when you do, you know, it. it you got a whole new uh, audience.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, and it just changed everything. Uh, but, you know, before, you know, it was the wrestling. Mostly you, grew, you drew the adults yeah. at the time because, you know, it was the blood and guts is what got over. And it was more
0: adult products. Yeah, yeah. So well, this see, is this is you know, a, yeah.
1: And, it, and, it, and, it, and I'm just going to tell you the truth. I mean, if you were a 14-year-old girl, you would not want to go see Abdul the Butcher. You understand me?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's if a big niche. Yeah, 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 absolutely.
1: <laughs> that's, that's the whole thing I'm trying to say to
0: you. Yeah. So back to the back to the Super Bowl match in '84. This is the one where I'm um, using that a situation where Jim Duggan, um, who Watts describes as quite a ladies' man, he's, he's handcuffed to Jim Cornette, uh, and this one ends up with Wendy Richter attacking Jim Duggan on the outside. Um, and there's a there's that, this <laughs> now, substance is either you, substance, yeah.
1: Yeah, but I wanted to t- to tell you, you know, yeah, go ahead. Maybe it been what two weeks after that. Mm. That's when she beat Mula, and for WWL. yeah, yeah. So she or, she was became, she, yeah. yeah. She, she, you know, she didn't know. I mean, it was great. I don't know if things changed, uh, but I knew Wendy. A lot. You know, Wendy was a great working mm. god. I mean, she was. Re- you know, she was a very uh, pretty girl too.
0: She looked in uh, phenomenal shape here, like she worked out. Oh, and like she mus- was. muscular, and and she yeah, was incredible a, shape. Yeah, you know,
1: and she, and she wore that cowboy hat, and I think she said she was from Texas, and mm. and it was really. She, for a girl wrestler, it was a, a time that, you know, the same thing, even like Robert and I, but at the women's era too, Wendy had stepped in. Now you got this beautiful girl wrestler that drew the band too. Yeah, see? exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, yep. and, you know, it worked both ways and Wendy had a lot to do with that, you know? Mm. Oh yeah, that was a, a time and era, not only that Robert and I drew the young girls, you know, she drew the guys. Uh, into our into our business at that time it, you know and another thing when, when I was just watching the the shows you know we were in a six band tag mm. with uh, Pat Rose uh the Cruise and Barry Orton and I don't know if you knew this or not but Barry Orton is Bob Orton's brother
0: yeah, oh yeah 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 absolutely and, Yeah,
1: and it's it's Randy Orton's uncle Randy's uncle real. yeah yeah that's you know, that's uh, uh that's a that's a shoot.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, Barry, you know, I don't know what happened to him. You know, I called Bob because I was I was watching uh, the show back and, and I'm thinking, God, I hadn't thought of Barry Orton in years. Mm. And I really after all these years I have forgotten so i called bob
3: oh great yeah
1: especially for your show here yeah and i asked him i says is barry your brother he said yeah he's my brother he lives in las vegas with, my, with his mother take care of their mother oh okay yeah or so Orton's yeah. grandmother yeah and i bet, why well, you be kidding me <laughs> so uh that was uh
0: oh no that's that great that's great people know yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, yes. That's fantastic. So we've got after the break, uh, Jim Ross recaps. So this is this is quite a, an interesting and probably fairly infamous competition that was run in uh, ran in an uh, uh, eighty four for the Super Date at the Superdome competition. They they recap the winners, uh, Jeannie Smith and Cindy Morgan. And Jim Ross says that he and his wife, the chaperones, they all had a great time. Now I know that they used to run a lot of these competitions with rock bands and that sort of stuff. Uh, so do you have any memories of this Super Date at the Super? Because it was massively promoted the last few weeks of television before this. This all happened
1: well, you know. To tell you the truth, so much happened in, in between now and then, mm. and, it, and it's exactly like when you asked me about a match, To, Uh, we had a lot more matches than 300 and them and not expressed, you know, I have figured out out of all the years I've been wrestling, I have had over 10,000 wrestling. Matches. Wow, that's insane! Do that's you realize that? yeah, yeah, that's an incredible and, and it's hard yeah. sometimes. And that's why I have to go back when you ask me questions to remember that. But I do remember uh well we did the one at NWA. Uh, mm. at NWA we had one there win a date with the Rock and Roll Express. And this was a big shoot date. There's no uh thing and you you, you mailed in and, and yeah. you couldn't believe some of the stuff. These girls will mail in
0: because it was twenty-five.
1: All the letters yeah, did. but we had we had nothing to do with picking them. Mm. But Jackie Crockett, you know, he uh Jim Crockett's brother, you know, he <laughs> was the camera and everything. He'd tell me, "Come here, man, look at some of these letters. These people." Oh, wrote.
0: that's great. So there's and a later said, one than this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they would. out oh, man, maybe some of the greatest. Naked, nude pictures and and stuff. But we had nothing to pick with uh, them. this? Uh, there's a, there's a bit man, on this. you ought to read some. you oh. ought to read. <laughs> no, we couldn't. Uh, but it was a legit.
0: Yeah, because it's legit there's thing. So, there's uh, a bit on um, this earlier. Evening. Sorry, Ricky. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, but when we, yeah, but when the girls, legit, because you had two that won, and we didn't get to pick them, they did, Mm. we actually got on Jimmy Crockett's jet, we flew to, uh, I think, Kansas City, he picked one up, and then we flew to, uh, like, Cleveland, Ohio, Mm. and picked the other one up, then we flew to New York City. Wow. Uh, with a night on the town, including Broadway shows, uh, Eden, the Don Perry on, all the stuff. Uh, I mean, it was a legit yeah. thing there, but I, I know because, I mean, we're on the road a lot, never had a day off, and I never forget it was at the Broadway show with their with dates, and, and, <laughs> and Robert, <laughs> he fell asleep during the <laughs> day. <And> Let's <listen, laughs> put it here. <laughs> well, I, 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 elbow wake him up. <laughs> uh, I'll uh, tell you, he was you know, Have you ever heard of Bill After?
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah, Paris illustrated Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Bill yeah.
1: After was mm. our chaperone. Was he?
0: How interesting! Yes, yeah, he was. yeah.
1: And uh, <laughs> Bill, Bill told me he said, "Man, I had the greatest. I had a better time than you did." <laughs>
3: that's and, in, uh, that's incredible. That
1: was a, a real shoot one. And then we had uh, to to go along with that. We had the. For little kids, though, it was uh, the lookalike contest, mm. and that was in Charlotte, North. And two guys won that dressed up like Robert Nader. There was little oh, kids. Oh, right, yeah. And 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 they picked them, and 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 there were it's, it, in in Charlotte, North Carolina. You have a place called the Carol It's like, uh, you know, it's outside entertainment, roller coasters. Okay, yeah, real big thing. I mean, it's real big. I don't know if you're familiar with Dollywood. That's yeah, Hitching I know you
0: Forest. mean like a big theme park kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah yes, yeah, big theme yeah.
1: park there. So uh, the winners got to go. We had the big limousine and had the kids in there. And matter of fact, my oldest son Jonathan, he wasn't probably four years old, four or five. Took him with us too. But we got to the park, and this is how Oprah, Robert and I were. Mm. They had to. Uh, they had to. You know, they made us leave. Really? To, yeah. Yeah. Because so many people were on us. Mm. But what they did is they closed. It was great. They they closed the theme park early that night for just Robert and I and the two kids. That's great. And my yeah. son could ride all the rides and do everything because we couldn't. Yeah. It was so... Um, I mean, it was a a big theme park. You know, you Mm. got 10,000 people on this. Uh, You couldn't even get on rides. You couldn't do nothing. So it was really cool. uh, That's fantastic. Oh, man, it was
0: unbelievable. Uh, Going back to this... so, sorry, Ricky, go back to this a second. So there's so just some funny stuff that was mentioned in the in the lead-up to this in the, in the few weeks. So, so G, Jim Ross was really the kind of point guard in this in terms of like explaining the rules. And he and he, he made it clear that all of the... There were 2,000 photos apparently and they'd become, they'd become property of Mid-South Sports. And he encouraged the girls to, to do their best possible photos and the 25-word descriptions. But do you, what, what ever happened to these, these photos? Because it's just 2,000 entries. Were they, were they in... Were, when the company was sold, did that go with it? Or did, did you know what... what happened to those I,
1: I don't know so <laughs> you asked me something I don't know yeah no no Bill worries Bill Watts you know if it's any tapes or anything like that I think they e-ball all of that from Bill Watts yeah but late, a lot Bill, later didn't I, they yeah Bill Watts ex-wife yeah, had it think, didn't they yeah, yeah. I yeah. think Bill Watts wife had it on. yeah she did and uh, she sure did because she was the one to do some stuff with us uh, to uh, to sell mm. videos but it never went through, and I think, she, I think WWE bought it all from her. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, yeah. You know, this it, it, I wish they had some of the – because back in the territory days, they had all these footage of races that would so great, but nobody even thought they taped over the tapes. Yeah, yeah. Because they were bicycle tapes. Yeah. And, you know, for a promoter to spend, at that time, $100 for a tape <laughs> that you could tape over. yeah. Yeah, They wouldn't do that. But when Paul Botch started now, they found a whole lot of stuff in his office.
0: Oh, did they? Because and- that's the thing that's, I, th- I think it's really sad about these is you, the, the TV shows are great, but the bits that we don't see, the local promos, so the local, let's say you were in Oklahoma City or something. You don't see those promos for those matches there, which I think would have been fantastic to be able to
1: see. Oh, and I, 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 and I like that you brought that up because uh, at that time, I had a VCR. Hmm. You remember the OVC? Yeah. Us. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And they, yeah, absolutely, and yeah. And they first come out, and they're this big, that mm. thick, <laughs> nose, and you got it on top of your TV, and it's leaning over to the TV. <laughs> and I film my wrestling shows every week, and I have all these uh, VHS tapes in my
0: oh, brilliant. Bed,
1: yeah, in my right. bedroom that mm. I need to go through them. Mm. And I have people all the time wanting to go through them, but I don't want them to without me being there. Yeah, because sure. I know I got one on there when Jim Ross his first time ever in Oklahoma, Tulsa, Oklahoma. He, uh, at that time, Jim was a radio announcer for sports or something. Mm. And Jim, we're real young. We're like 20 years old, 20, 21 years old. And Jim's interviewing me on TV and I can't say shit with a mouthful. But yeah. uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to risk. And, and Jim's talking and he don't even like the same person,
3: mm. you know, yeah. just
1: a young guy. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm older than Jim. And it, it, uh, you know, I'm a couple of years older than Jim, and, and and it's and we're sitting there talking, and, and I have that on there. Matter of fact, I have uh, – that's when Eddie Gilbert, he wasn't old enough to wrestle in the commission states.
3: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So
1: in Oklahoma, Eddie was 17, and I had him there to be my tag partner. And during that shot of Angle, he brought it. I don't know. You know his brother Doug. Uh, Get Doug, yeah, Doug. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay, Doug. I don't think he was even in the first grade yet.
3: Wow. Okay. Or, yeah.
1: or the first, second grade. But Doug's on the TV show, and he's presenting Eddie a trophy.
3: Okay. Then,
1: then act bar comes out, Scandal at bar, and throws the fire in Eddie's face. I got that on here. Oh Nobody's wow! Okay. Seen that? Yeah. Uh, some wild classic stuff. So, you know, in Memphis they used to do a lot of. Wild stuff. I mean, we was like the third one, but Eddie and I did the the Stand match.
3: Yeah, we yep.
1: tore the concession Stand up. But you know, Waller and Dundee done that before. But but it was you know repeating things. But but it still got over. It was fun doing it. Yeah,
0: I bet. It sounds like a project, and, good project for someone to maybe to digitize that or put it all on a hard drive or something for you at some uh, point. I yeah, it,
1: dude, I have a whole big sack in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, I had my son. That lives right outside of Nashville. They still around. He went to my mother's house mm. and got all of that because it's you know, my mother passed away, but they still have the house. But he went and got all those tapes for me and sent them to me. Mm. And I can't wait to sit down and go through some of them. Just oh, you must have the,
0: you must do the it,
1: craziness yeah. uh, on there. And, and, and especially when I f- first started wrestling for Nick Goulas. Mm. this has had to be in 1977 78 so right at
0: the beginning now yeah, you've got some stuff from that from that time yeah
1: yeah but because I, I the vcrs just came out yeah, yeah And i was able to tape it you know but but nickniff didn't keep it because they taped over everything, everything yeah you know they kept the same tapes and after they run it on the bicycle tape and i'm and what i mean by that is from town to town to town. Yes, yep, yep. You know, it's like a week behind in all the towns. Mm. And then, you know, that was something else that was crazy, you know, because yeah. a, a lot of your shows and in Mitzal too were, were a week behind.
0: Yeah. So and you would have these, yeah. so Ricky, you had these funny weeks where something yeah. had happened somewhere, but it hadn't happened on the TV. So you got like a yeah. weird and filler the people, week. Yeah. And the
1: People hadn't seen it yet. Yeah, exactly. So they had to come yeah. back. Yeah the next week especially if you know if they beat me up on tv and i you know i had to you know i had to not forget to put a thing on my head thing on, yeah. I, yeah.
0: I thought the uh, the last stampede was such a good example of that because that was if you just watch the television without the local promos you think that's gonna be one match somewhere and i think they did it 15 times it's just like it's just at the, the time where you could still do this sort of thing before it moved a little bit more yeah. to to you know more more not not so much I, mean, I guess close circuit was the next stage and then pay per view after that rather than the the just this just the consistent big live show type situation. and um, back to this this super date thing they show a really great video of you guys um set to Joe Jackson stepping out with the just showing the highlights of the of the girls and I think they did a little bit of dance there. So I still I love I love the video packages as we as we talk about think Yeah. Is that out of the, is that out
1: of the mid south area?
0: So so it so in, I don't in
1: really remember it. I'm oh in,
0: in your in your super date on this episode in your in your superdate bit when they when they show the winners um, there's a little montage of you and Robert with the two girls, and it's got Joe Jackson stepping out to it, and it's really well done. They show you arriving somewhere, walking up some steps. There's a little bit of dancing yeah. in it. It's just so, it's just brilliant. It's so, so, okay. so well done. I, yeah,
1: uh, you need to give me that for I can I, look
0: it up. I'll tweet, I'll tweet it out. I'll tweet it out yeah. when, when we, when we get the episode released, and I'll, I'll send it to you. No, no worries. Yeah, at all. please
1: tweet it out for me because yeah. you know that's something that I want to see too. Yeah, so it's you, so good, you, and, and a lot of things. You, you know, I, I see a lot of matches. That people post on the internet that mm-hmm. I totally forgot about. Uh, we have one here that, uh, and people want to pop. That you know you want to listen to real pops, but you see, it's I wrestled Ric Flair on one of them. It's got me coming out and rips mm. and the and people were going crazy. And I could see all the people on here posted, God, what a pop! What a pop! Yeah, that was just one night. Yep, <laughs> the other ones you didn't see.
0: But but that's I tell you, Ricky. That's such a big thing now because I've I've been watching a lot of uh, 80s and 90s stuff, and I've watched watched a lot of your stuff recently as well. And it's night. I obviously, there's no crowd now, but it's night and day versus the reactions you guys got. And and I think this probably yes. ended with the Austins and the Rocks, and that was the last people in in this year, the kind of late 90s, early 2000s. So from then on, you might get the old returning pop, but you guys were getting this. Yes. Every episode, and I bet, and you got it. I tell you what, you guys got on the taping where they did more than one episode, and you came out the second time. You still got the reaction, even though they'd already seen you. Oh yeah, yeah, so, so, yeah.
1: But, uh, yeah. but uh, like we were we were rock stars, and I'm yeah. serious to tell you, yeah, about, you know, and, and that's what they're really missing in our business nowadays. Because, yeah. but it's not that because they don't the training these guys are getting from people. They're not teaching them that. They're not. Mm. They're not understanding. I told a guy the other day, I'm doing a seminar and I told him, this is what you got to do with our business. In my day, I'm telling you, I was the best in the world. And I said, if you don't believe me, just ask me.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm, I convinced myself.
0: Yeah. Well, you have and, to, and, you got to believe in see, yourself. Yeah.
1: But if I could convince myself, you could then convince the people. And my whole thing is is making the people on the front row. Not only the people on the front row, but the guy I'm wrestling. Yep. Like Arn Anderson, that I'm hurt. And they ask me in the ring all the time, you okay?
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. If he's
1: asking me if I'm okay, what do you think that guy on the front row is thinking?
0: That's a great let's a go further example. than that.
1: Yeah. What do you think about that guy up there in that box? Yeah. Yep. They're absolutely killing it. They're in See, it, that's yeah. what... We are missing it, and that the people would would stop the feet because of going back to something earlier, you can't kick a guy eighty times, yeah, to make people believe what you're doing. Uh You can't do a spot when you got thirty guys on the floor because now they know that you're fixing to do something over the top rope so they can catch you. Yeah, you, I, you see, and yeah. that's what you have. Some guys that are that are real good that can do things like that, but you can't have it in every match. And even on Independence. Yeah. You know, I go, you know, I tell the guys a lot of times, uh, I said, man, don't put me on last. I said, I know. I said, but these people go out here. Sometimes the matches are so bad. I'm embarrassed even to go out there. But by the time I go out there, they had done seen and, 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 and I'm an old man up in the crowd like to see it. I do the dive. I do the Canadian destroyer. I do yeah, I yeah. this and I do that. I says, but it's no need to be going out there to doing it if it's done happen in every match tonight. Yeah, agree. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. it's everybody got to get my shit in, mm. and it's not about the business. It's not about working for the next show. Mm. It's not about that no more. It's uh, I know it's entertainment, and they trying to get the people whose money's worth. But they need to set the guys, to, and 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 I can say this: even when I broke in business in Memphis, Tennessee, you know, you you only only had like five matches, five or six matches. This is mm. all you had. Okay, the first match, you never threw a punch.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, you understand? me? never threw a punch. Mm. You worked the head a lot. Second match, never threw a punch. You worked the arm. They tell you, uh, third match, never threw a punch. You worked the the leg. Now, you see my main event is a little angle. Mm. So they can go out, but bum, and throw a couple of punches. But you had to save everything for the last match, the main event. Okay.
0: Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. To build uh, and build and build, and build and build and then to the main event. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah, so then, and then when Lawler went out there to fight Joe LaDuke or something like that, it meant something. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you never seen uh nut shots mm. You never <laughs> you know you throw a guy on the top rope it was a disqualification. But I know our business changed, entertainment changed, people want to see more. But we're gonna to have to save something.
0: Yeah, I, I agree, yeah, I agree. I think I think I see yes. don't I tell you who does that well still. Um New Japan, they they yes. have they have the in order of the interest in the match and they do it from start to finish and that's how they always do the cards. Whereas WW and AEW, they have a big match, big promoting match in the middle of the card and they put someone afterwards in like an absolute death spot. And it's like, well, you're not trying, that match is not going to give the best possible chance to get over in that spot. Yes. So I have it there. And I, I think that's, I'd, I really like New Japan for that. They, they release the card, you know what it's yeah. going to be. There's not, no, you know, it's in order, it's done. Whereas WW and AEW don't do that. And I, I think, option a is the way to promote a wrestling car build, build it build it build it build it main event done and that's the way it should be yes I, yeah.
1: you see and that's the way i look at it too mm. and i know you got a lot of main eventers that work for that company uh, they might run two shows but see when you do that save something for the other show mm. uh you don't you can't have every you can't have every match as a main event
3: yeah yeah you, I agree. you see
1: you can't have every match the I main mean, event. You had to save something for the people who see. And uh, I, I, well, what they're doing, they're thinking right. They they have a lot of good
0: talent there,
1: mm. uh, but they need to learn how to use it right. To me, yeah. that's what I think.
0: Yeah, so even, I, I, that, I think. So, and I think everybody some, has
1: their own opinion, you know yeah. about it. So.
0: I think that's some quality control is. Is, is what's needed there. Maybe, maybe someone just, just with experience, just a quality control person that's not involved in creative, but just actually... Yeah, let's just, sit
1: down and talk about this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it. Let's, yeah. let's all sit down and talk about this. Yeah, does this make this sense? Here, this here and this yeah. here. And yeah. let's build for this here. Then uh, everything, you know, it will fall into place. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're good guys. I love their show. I, yeah, you know, I, I watch, think it's been
0: really good so, so far. Yeah, yeah.
1: I watch a lot of the shows, but you know, mm. it's getting to a point, and and I don't get me wrong; I'm not knocking nobody, but i, I'm, I think I mentioned this issue you before. You know, uh, you know WWE. Everybody looks like mm. I can't. It's it's killing me. Everybody looks like yeah, and uh, and and everybody's they do the same spots. It's just at a different time, and. and they need to cut down. I mean, they need to do something. Get the writers back in there and and make these guys understand what you are thinking in your head. As I told you earlier, you can't pick my brain. i got to get into your brain and yep. make you understand what I'm thinking. Yeah. And that's what they're lacking. yeah, yeah. That's I what they're to. lacking right there.
0: So, so moving forward to your uh, to your six man, I just want to ask a question about your um, your entrance music. So, I, but, but through the magic of post production, well, you'll hear a little bit of the yellows, "Rock and Roll Is King" at the start of this podcast. So, when did you go? I love this song. When did you guys start using that as your as your entrance?
1: Rock and Roll is King.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, I I think we started using that uh, when we went to NWA. You know, we uh, used Kiss. Uh, i want to rock and roll and then we started you know we used bob Seger for a long time a mm. old time rock and roll uh we even used jump by van halen yeah I mean, yeah yeah, uh, yeah we used a lot of different music. this is you know in the early 85 86 it's mm. whenever the song come out that was popular yeah. and a lot of these guys you know and I'm going to tell you, I mean, ELO don't even know how many albums so we probably sold for
0: them. <laughs> you they got, you know what, they got 99p out of me because I downloaded it to, to to play it on the start of the podcast. So that's the, that's the thing, yeah, absolutely. Yes, I yeah, mean, uh,
1: they don't probably don't even realize, you know. Uh, you go back, but but a lot of them did, you know, like Bobby Fulton with the fan, the fabulous ones out of Memphis first mm. started to use it as a Top, and then the Fantastics. Bobby Fulton and Tommy Rogers.
0: Who we see, don't they we? Yeah, started, yeah.
1: Yeah. They yeah. started using uh, uh,
0: Sharp Dress Man. Sharp Dress Man, top, yeah. yeah. Yep.
1: And, they, and they come to the wrestling matches just to see Bobby and... and oh, they, I
0: know they're fans, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah oh yeah. yeah, especially Dusty Hill. Yeah. You know Dusty's a big wrestling fan and, uh, you know, he's a good guy, too. Him and me both. So, you know, they're, they're big superstar rock stars, but... If you ever met them, they're crazy. Yeah, Jimmy Valiant. The Boogie Woogie Man, Jimmy Valiant. mm. You know, he he copied himself after being Kibbets. Yeah, yeah. ZZ Top. You know what I'm saying? He talks like a boogie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Jimmy Valiant. But it's great.
0: long Beard yeah well, I mean what, it what, it what, if it works it works so tell me what we're going to do, now, Ricky, but just, I'm just going to sort of rapid fire some questions for you which we've got some fan questions and there's a, there's a few questions just to just to finish sure. this episode so um, uh, basically so I'll bring in some names of people when that were these, but a few questions from me as well so I love the blue the blue outfits you guys are wearing in, the, in this episode. How many outfits would you guys typically have around around this time that you would sort of interchange and take on the road with
1: you oh God we uh at least 30 different out wow that's a huge number yeah. you know I, I still do mm. you know I still have a lot you know uh, uh, even as right now I mean uh, I have a lot of different things and I still have a lot of my old stuff too uh, mm. people try to get it from me all the time but uh, as, as the years went on you had to redo it but at that time oh god man we didn't you know, you was on the road every day.
3: Yeah, so you, need, you needed you it, didn't, didn't you?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. We man, we had all kinds of crazy stuff.
0: Yeah, that's great. Uh, so, the, the, this is just—I've just thought this was this was a really fun six-man. So, if you, do you have any memories of working with um, with hacksaw and and Crusher Khrushchev we've, we've touched on any any memories of working with these these guys over the years.
1: Well, oh yeah, I mean with Crusher Khrushchev and uh, even the '80s for Bill Watts and, and hacksaw Jim Dugan. Uh, but you know, in, in both territories, especially going into the Mid South, mm. you know, we were the all American guys. So naturally, with with what's going on in our world, they got us against the Russians, Mikhail Pokov and they yeah. Krusha They're what got us over to yeah. wrestle the midnight express. And Johnny Walker, which is wrestling too, and Magnum TA, right. yeah, got the Midnight Express over. For us to wrestle, wrestle yeah. for them to wrestle us. You see, both things works like a pyramid, and, and, and to what you bid. But I saw Jim Duggan. He's, uh, I told you, uh, uh, you know, he uh, our first time into the territory about the bar fight, right? Mm. Uh, you see, I mean, that was our first day in there, and, and to meet Jim Duggan. Jim Duggan's got one of the best personalities and, and the funniest guy that yeah. you have ever. I know we was in line one time, like somebody. Hollered out something. Jim's getting a drink and the guy says, he says something and Jim said something. And the guy says, something about an asshole. and Jim turned around and, you know, he's got rubber eyes like Robert, you know what I'm saying? He goes, Asshole. Who you call an asshole? Asshole. <laughs> 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 and it's it's really he Jim, I uh, mean, he great personality. Yeah. Uh, I told you earlier, man, it was so many things that I can't remember. You know what, being stiff, I I, I was a special referee one time for Dr. Death, Steve Williams, mm. and Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And I was a s- special referee. And then when they come back, they ask me to go – What you think about the match? I said, man, you guys talk too much in the the match. I said, what do you talk about? I said, yeah, every time one of you throw a punch, you go, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Oh, Oh, yeah, they both fight. uh,
0: That's incredible. so yeah. you were, uh, so we, later on, in, later on in the show, we saw, um, Junkyard Dog beat Buddy Landell and you were one of the one third of the WCW world six man tag team champions with, uh, J.Y.D. in early 91. What are your, some of your memories of that, of that run and of, of J.Y.D.? Well,
1: you know, uh, Junkyard was, uh, I want to start about, uh, first of all, in Louisiana before the Robert and I come in there because, you know, Bill Watts pushed his step, but he, Junkyard Dog was over.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm, I'm telling you he, he was over we all had our own battles with a lot of uh, different things drugs and stuff but Chuckle, our Dog was over buddy in that yeah. territory and then you know he left from there to go to New York and and then he was in WCW but you see when and I'm just gonna tell you the truth when you were a, a six man world tag team champion mm-hmm. You are just
0: lost in the shuffle. Yeah, you I ready? guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> they have nothing for you.
0: They didn't have. <laughs> they, didn't, they weren't around for very long. Those belts, were they? So, yeah, no. no, they, no. no well, yeah. Do you understand
1: what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand. Yeah, they have yeah. nothing for you. Yeah, yeah and, and I always remember that. You know, when you're a uh, when you got six tag team championship belts in your territory, and you're the last one, they yeah. have nothing for you.
3: Yeah, okay? that makes sense. Yeah, and makes so
1: sense. the six man tag. The, but you know, I, I enjoyed it all. He was a great friend of mine, and you know, you know what? And I don't know if you know this or not. He, you know, he got killed in the car wreck. Mm, yeah. That he was, and he always told me this. He said, "I'm going to go watch. I'm going to watch my daughter graduate from high school," and that's what he did. He went. He drove. North Carolina to watch her graduate on the mm. way home he had a car wreck
0: oh that's awful yeah did. but it yeah. just happened yeah um one of our former guest hosts Zeus King asked whether there was any whether there were any ever any plans for Rock and Roll Express versus Fantastics program in the 80s I know you guys worked a few matches in the late 90s would you we were all on the same you were always on the same side I guess around that around that time
1: well yeah and and I love Bobby and I I love Tommy, but, you know, they were the same thing with us in Memphis as Mm. the fabulous ones that played second fiddle. If you noticed where Robert and I went, they come in after we left, Uh, but they were great tag team. They was good. You know, I I can't even, I can't really even recall (laughs)
0: wrestling the fantastics really. I think maybe 98 I looked up, but perhaps around that sort of time. Beg your pardon. I, I, th- I looked up. I think it was about 1998. Uh, I, I saw something. Perhaps of you guys. Um,
1: yeah, that was probably on an independent show. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think something. it was. Yeah. Yeah. And it and it, and it really meant nothing. Mm. Uh, yeah. I know. I'm, I know that we wrestled the Midnight Rockers, Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty a lot. They were, mm. you know, they were at before they was. I mean, when they were AWA.
3: Yes. They yeah.
1: They are, you know, they work territories. They, they, were a heel team mm. and, and, you know, Sean's a great worker. I yeah. like working with him. You know, he's really creative. Even when he was, uh, I mean, before he got his big break in WWE, I mm. know uh, he was, you know, he was, he was great. was a
0: kid. Uh, so I got to say that for him, he was rolling. no. Yeah, he's he's he is uh, one he's of the amazing. one of the best, isn't he? Yeah. Um. so yes. just just some some more some more questions going to fly around here now. So um, okay. sure, Roberts asks, um, were you aware of the changing face of pro wrestling in 1984 with the WWF's national expansion, or were you so busy I think we touched on this right at the start of the the episode. So do, were you were you as a wrestler really aware of what Vince was doing in New York, or were you so busy with your own? Did you hear about uh, this like, big expansion, of Hogan going and all that sort of stuff?
1: Well, I, I mean, I, I mentioned to you on the other half of our podcast. Uh, I was in a position where I didn't know and I really didn't care. Yeah. Because I wasn't promoting it. Mm. You see and understand when somebody does something like that, they're expanding their business to all over. That means the wrestlers. Yeah have a better they have more opportunities
3: yes so yeah.
1: I care I mean I liked. I'm, I'm glad that's it mm. you know I mean look at today I mean look what he is you know these guys some of them make millions of dollars a year
3: yeah. And,
1: yeah and I'm glad for you know yeah. uh, this, this is really cool so uh, the decision that went to where I was glad because it was good for the boys
0: yeah and I think the only thing really that um, should have should have always maintained and it should have always been maintained was a proper number two national promotion and it, a number two is probably the wrong way a competitor all the way through so wcw should never have gone out of business and they should always i think there's room in america for two big national promotions and that's the only thing that yes. went wrong in the end really oh now,
1: now i want to play and say that i mean you, you can't have a company uh especially when wcw buys it it, it and I, I don't know if it was Turner or, or whoever bought it, but they didn't, they didn't want cause they wanted to change it to uh, their way of thinking. They didn't want nobody in charge that knew yep. what they were doing. Yep. They wanted a uh, corporate, they wanted corporate people to run it. They brought yep. people in Look here. They brought that Bill Hurd in there. He, he, he owned a pizza place,
3: Yeah,
1: but a corporate pizza place, you know, and you bring a tag team in as, as, uh, the Ding Dongs from Belgium, yeah. Yeah. And, and, but then they let that go. And I'm not here knocking people. I'm just telling the truth. And I still like these people. I like them, but but Eric Bischoff and them—they robbed mm. the whole company. They, you know, they signed themselves their own contracts. Uh, me, I just wanted a job putting a ring up. I couldn't get that. You hear me? Mm. Uh, when you sign yourself contracts, to, when you go to your mailbox and you have every week for $80,000 kiss my ass. Mm. That's, that can pay a lot of people.
3: Yeah, um, absolutely.
1: I mean, I, for them, that was good for them, but they killed our business. Yeah, it did. Uh, and yeah. It did. I mean, WCW should have never went out of business. No. And it, but you can't bring in and pay people $10 million, ten. 000, you know, because that money runs out. Yeah, that and, company. And then, yeah, sorry, go on. And, and and another thing, not looking at the future of the business, everybody that was in charge only cared about them, yeah, not the business.
0: They bad, only cared about yeah. them. Bad management, okay. and bad creative killed WCW basically, and that and that is people can make excuses yeah. about AOL, AOL, Time Warner, all that sort of stuff. If the if the if the TV show is doing no, strong that, ratings, it stays on. Simple as that.
1: That's right.
0: Yeah, and a and you
1: and. You, Pushing yourself, don't do that. It. Yeah. It, yeah, and it, it killed our business. I agree with you, hundred percent on that. And that's what killed our business. That's the reason uh, Jimmy Cornett and Bishop's got so much heat because you yeah. know Cornett beats his ass alive. Yeah, you know I heard the other day you still trying to get over.
0: It? <laughs> I mean, the, th- the, thing, the yeah. thing with Bishop, the thing with Bishop is he he had forget the kind of behind the scenes. He had a, he had an incredible run of about eighteen months, but then it, then it, went, it fell off a cliff. So you could. You really have over, to have success over, over a period. Off. Yeah, exactly. You have to have success over, over a long period of time for for you to be a real, you know. And, that, and that's over the thing. Like
1: that yeah, ship sunk
0: yeah exactly. So Simon Morgan asks, in July 1985, yourself and Robert moved on from Mid South and were prim- primarily resting in Mid Atlantic with Jim Crockett thereafter. Um, I guess this was a decision was to go national. Was that was that your thinking at the time to get an opportunity to you know be in this 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 TBS, uh, promotion, etc. TBS, uh, uh air chat, um, television show, etc. cetera. Was that your, was that your driving decision to move to? Is, is that, is it,
1: are you talking about 1985?
0: Yeah. When you you dead? left mid South and moved to mid Atlantic.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, you see it in our business is getting over Robert and I, we really not only popped the territorial Louisiana, we, Bill Watts, if you read his book, he made more money when Robert and I were in his territory, then he made the whole 10 years he owned it. Mm. Okay. Now, uh, we was there. Ric Flair was a world champion at that time. And Ric Flair would come in and out of the territory defending his belts. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yep. Yep. I'm here. Okay. I got a steel face on my thing here. Oh, I can hear and you. So, Ric- and, and Rick seen us. Uh, and I never forget this. Uh, we were in the Superdome. Matter of fact, Muhammad Ali was there hmm. that night. And, uh, I've been in the dressing room and, and Muhammad Ali comes down. This is great. because Muhammad Ali. He's a good guy, man. I'm telling you, he was one of the greatest, my, my greatest hero. And yeah. I, that's and incredible. I yeah, what incredible man. And, yeah. And, and I liked him so much, man. But I, I, I noticed a little man that come in behind him. He set the corner and, uh, so Robert and I, because we, we hadn't even thought about nothing like that. But when everybody walked out of the room, he walked over to me and he introduced himself. He said, hello, I'm Jimmy Crockett. Hmm. I own NWA and I'm just now taking over. TBS. I want to go nationwide like Vince McMahon. Uh, I come here tonight to watch you wrestle. Hmm. And, uh, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he said, I come here to watch you wrestle tonight. I heard so much about y'all. He said, "Rick Flair really put y'all over. So uh, I went and told I think we was working with Ted DiBiase and Dr. Destiny Williams. And mm. I, I can't believe it, but I went and I told Ted, I said, Ted, because, uh, you know, I, I didn't know his man, Jimmy Crockett. He goes, yeah, he owns NWA. I says, well, he said he'd come here to watch me and Robert wrestle tonight. Ted he goes, well, how do we give him something to see and we did. when well, we yeah. took that place down. And then he come back and he told me, he says, uh, I'd like for you to come to NWA. We're going to go nationwide. He said, I think that you'd be a great thing. Dusty Rose is coming in to be the Booker. And, and, and I knew Dusty. I says, well, I mean, he says, oh, no, no, no. We're, we're going to give you the biggest push you ever had in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh,
3: I gave uh, Bill Walsh my two week notice. Yeah,
1: and, and I did. But uh, and the next following week, they flew us to Charlotte, and we did the TV on a Tuesday night. That's when Robert and I won the World Tag Team Belts.
3: Oh, but all right, okay. yeah. yeah,
1: We when we won them, that's great, man. I mean, this is in the. They showed videos of us, you know, the MTV videos that we went in, his place was packed and I knew right off the bat, and, uh, and we went, you know, we did the whole hour, mm. um, that was the whole hour on the TV show.
3: Ah, okay, yeah, yeah.
1: And then when I beat Ivan with the, with the victory row, that was, at that time, and if that finish would have messed up,
3: Oh, yeah. And I got
1: over. Like, okay. Yeah. It was, the timing was so perfect. And I went over the one, two, three, and roof come off the building. Robert and I were instantly over. <laughs> yeah.
3: That's we had much. just
1: beat the Russians. And I got to say this now, Dusty was a great businessman. He knew we were coming in. Uh, Barry Dorso and Ivan and Nikita have done beat everybody in the territory, mm. including Dusty. Dusty and Magnum, you see. Yeah. So, uh, and and when they did that, it was a victory row, I, I call it, hurdle around the world.
3: Yeah, that's It was great. a great
1: thing, because we was instantly, uh, now we're nationwide, you understand yeah, yeah. me? Yeah. Not only nationwide, but other countries, even.
0: Uh, yeah, we and, got a bit of WSW in, late, yeah. late in the late 80s. Yeah, absolutely. Guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we were... Over. Worldwide stars at that point, yeah.
1: The victory roll that was heard around the world.
0: I love that victory roll. You don't see many victory rolls these days, but it should. I want a big match finish with that at some point soon. Yeah. The
1: timing was perfect.
0: Yeah, that's great. Everything was perfect. Dan Phillips asks, if the uh, mid-80s versus yourself and Robert could work an extended program with any tag team today, who would it be and why?
1: Who would it be and why? Oh, man. You know, I've told you this earlier. I have two favorite tag teams that are... that I'm really partial to. It's the Hardy Boys. Yep. And and uh, the Young Bucks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was this, you know uh, the Young Bucks is is, is to me is a uh, is a you know a higher a little bit higher level of flying than Robert and I were. Hmm. And the Hardy Boys, they they fit right in with us. You yeah. you understand me? And I, I like these guys. I wish, you know, if if nowadays, if we were still there, that's who I'd love to work with. Yeah. And draw a lot of money with them. Oh, big yeah, time. I, yeah. I know that our business has changed a lot where you don't, for some reason, I just don't understand why they just don't really go 100% all out for a heel team, you know, that has to cheat to win. Mm. That when they do their interviews, they lie about everything they talk yeah. about. You understand me? They get their ass handed to them <laughs> every week on TV. They have to cheat to win, but they go out on TV and they tell how bad they beat the baby faces up.
0: Yeah, that isn't really a thing anymore, is it? In terms of those, no, I mean, no. Yeah, nowadays, every, yeah.
1: you know, every interview I am want to jerk your head off of shit down your <laughs> neck. Every interview, you know, and, uh, and 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 that's what's wrong. I'm getting tired of that. You know you got to have your guys. Oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. It's Vince and, uh, again. Yeah, it's Hobbets. I'll try to go, buddy.
0: Mark Dunderdale asked, you guys had a couple of runs in the WWF. Um, what was it like working for Vincent Mann? Um And also, he said, mentioned that the NWA angle in 98 never seemed to have a natural conclusion.
1: Uh, well, uh, it's the same thing that I was telling you earlier. Uh, Jimmy Cornett, Jimmy had a job with, W. you know, we worked Smoky Mountain, Russ. Mm. And, I, 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 and I know this is not the question that you asked me, but I, I, you know, Jimmy Cornetto ran Smoky Mountain. Then Smoky Mountain closed down. The reason it closed down because Jimmy was going to WWF, and uh, he went to work. Now, Jimmy, being a friend of ours and being who we are, he got his job. Mm. At WWF, you know, and it's NWA coming in. It's you know, it's Barry Wendell and me and Robert and Jeff Jarrett, and but we're just lost in the shuffle. Yeah, yeah. But the good thing about it was, Jimmy got us a paycheck every week. Yeah, blows down Smoky Mountain, Russin. We didn't have a job, but he brought us there to take care of us. Yeah, and that's it good. wasn't a part about us having having title shots because we wasn't going to. We were like just lost in the shuffle. We was just on the shovels. Uh, we had good matches. We worked with, you know, a lot of the guys. But most of the time it was just to get them over. That was all. I mean, we worked the Road Warriors on there. Yeah, We yeah. put them over on TV. Uh, it was just a part. I mean, that was it. There was, there was no big plans ever for us in the WWF. Yeah. But... Now, when they inducted us into the WWE Hall of Fame, you see, there's a whole different story because now they understood what we were and what Mm. we done in our business. And it's the greatest thing in the world when you get a phone call from WWE and they tell you that we cannot have a real Hall of Fame if we didn't have the horror Express in there
0: yeah I watched the yeah. speech I thought it was fantastic I thought your guys speech was fantastic actually really emotional well you know yeah. uh, they had it, it welled me up the, the end bit but really I, made me I, yeah
1: but yeah you know, I went out and I was gonna read what the writers had I just threw it away yeah I had to speak from my heart yeah that's the only way it gets over like that yeah. you know the, you don't need writers for, for the Hall of Fame no because that's, that's that comes from your heart you know I don't want somebody else putting words in my
0: mouth no, absolutely. You know, nah, two, nah. two more quick ones. We'll let you get on with your day, Ricky. So, so you toured okay. all ja- you toured, toured with all Japan in 1988. Um, what are some of your memories of, of of that tour? Going up against such names as uh, Kawada, Stan Hansen, Kent Kebashi, and the original Tiger Mask.
1: Oh, you know what? Stan Hansen was really over there, and, and people always used to ask me, "Man, how do you have such great matches with Stan Hansen?" Mm. I said, "Because when I go into the ring, I'm literally fist fighting." <laughs> because I can't hurt him. I'm serious. I'm really yeah. fighting. He didn't know. Wow. You know, and, and you know, because he worked like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But bam, I just literally fight him, and Stan loved me for that. Yeah, uh, he worked really, with uh, with me real good. And then you had a. Uh, this is the one thing that I really remember there. Uh, you, you had a tag team there called Footloots. Uh They were the Rock Roll Express in Japan. Mm. And I never forget this, you know, because I watch all the matches. I watch everything that's happening because I know we're fixing to wrestle them and i want to see what they do. Well, I kind of guess they didn't like Robert and I because we was a real rock and roll express. Mm. So the night before we wrestled them in Japan, I I says because they can't speak English and you can't call spots. So I asked them, uh, do you want to do any high spots? And they looked at me and go, yeah. Okay. So uh, we go to the ring, and for some stupid reason, one of them hauled off and slapped Robert real hard.
3: Oh, okay, yeah.
1: And, and Robert's a tough guy. You hear me? Mm. In a matter of minutes, Robert had him bit over that rope. He just mm. beat the living shit out of him. And the other guy, I just ran out on the floor got a chair. I just sweating in touch. Boom, we let's go, and they go straight back to the dressing room, mm. you know, we posted on a 30 minute time limit. This has all happened in a matter of two or three minutes. And then I'm standing there and they go to the dressing room and Robert said, let's go get them in the dressing room. I says, man, I said, Robert, damn, man, they, we're going to get fired. And Robert looks over at me. He goes, I hey, was looking for a job when we found this one. <laughs> <And he laughs> yeah. jumps right out goes back in the dressing room. And he wants that dressing room, keeps them right in the head. Boom, and I'm, oh, shit, I think, well, this shit's over. Now, the next day, you know, we're on tour on the bus. Mm. We pull up to the town early, and there they, both of them are standing outside the building by our bus. And I told Robert, I said, Robert, dude, these two guys are waiting on us. Yeah. I said, let's give us, when you go off this bus, look here, man. They opened that door up, and me and Robert jumped off that bus right there in front of them, and they're standing in front of them, and they carried our bags in the building.
0: Guy, oh, So, so like, you, you got there. So yeah, so obviously, a bit of a bit of a breakdown at the start, but so it sounds like it got got there in the end, which is which is oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah,
1: well, they respected us after that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, they,
1: you know, they did. They thought me and Robert was just two young punk kids, you know. Dude, we done had our had our uh, shit in the business already. I mean, I was educated a long time ago.
0: Yeah. So, last one, Ricky. Thank you so much. We we'll do this quickly. You were part of the New Japan tours in the United States in uh, 2019 and um, early t- early 2020. Tell me about your experiences working with New Japan with sort of such names as Tanahashi no, and no, things no. like that.
1: Most blessed tag team in the world, Robert. And I, because mm. in a matter of a year or a matter of six months, we worked for Ring uh, of Honor, yep. NWA, Uh AEW, yep. and New Japan. Yeah, incredible. <laughs> Tell me, I mean, what a run! Any what, a run. Team in yep. Yep. what a Yeah, yeah, what a run! And, and we did that. Uh, New Japan, very. Uh, I love the guy. I love the company. Yeah, uh, Chase Owens. Uh, yes, one of the Bullet yeah. Clubs. You know, Chase is one of my boys, and yep. uh, we were coming there. So and so they brought us in. To work with them and and the guys really you see you're only as good as your opponent to let you be them mm. serious. Japanese boys don't want to work with you they, they won't mm. you know but they really work with us so much and yeah especially in New York City and and then uh Philadelphia and the bigger towns where they're really sold out. Yeah yeah uh yeah. the pop. We but it was like 1985 again. Yeah especially I when that. I, I did you know and they and they put over my stuff because, you know, they, they watched us here. They see me do the Canadian Destroyer. They see me do the dives out of the ring. Uh, and they put all that in our matches every night. Incredible. I had a great time with them. And and, I, and, and it's just a part of about them respecting us. And that's yeah. the whole thing about AWE, the whole thing about Ring of Honor, the whole thing about NWA, and the yep. whole thing about them putting us into the WWE Hall of Fame. Is they remembered
0: and they respected us and we respected yeah. them back, all right? Ricky, thank good. you so much for your time. We'll speak again. We welcome back to the show today a very, very special guest, former three-time Mid-South Tag Team Champion and world-renowned professional wrestling superstar. Ricky Morton is back. How are you doing today, Ricky? Man, I'm always doing good. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's really lovely to see out- you.
1: I figured out once I got older. You know, if I have a bad day, it's my own fault, and I'm not going <laughs> to let that happen,
0: dude. That's a good. Right. That's a good thing to live your life by, actually. Yeah. How, how, so it's yeah. been about nine months since we last caught up uh, on 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 the show. How how has it been? I, I saw you recently wrestling with your son at the GCW fight for everything. We we actually sponsored the block directly after you. I don't know if you if you were you were still in the building when that all happened. But what was that experience like? Uh, you know what? Any experience
1: with. uh, with my son is, is, is it's something that i really can't explain to you yeah. you know my son you know he's been going with me ever since he's a little kid mm. uh he's wanting to break into this wrestling business so bad but one thing about daddy that i didn't get a chance to was to get my education uh he got a four-year scholarship and i'll be damned i'm gonna make him get his education yeah. and uh and, and i'm gonna do that But being at GCW, you know, this is a uh, – and it's really cool because I love to have a job, traveling the world, uh, working for big companies, just looking for talent for them. Mm. Because at GCW that night, what a, there was a lot of talent Yeah, that night in the ring, especially the two guys, Ricky Sampage and other guy we wrestled.
0: Yes, yeah. Was, uh, I, I and Ricky Champagne. Yeah, yeah. Ricky, really impressive of those guys. Yeah, but, you
1: know, Ricky, he is uh, – I don't know if I could say he's underrated because on the independent circuit he's a big deal, Mm. Uh, but he's uh, a big company uh, prospect. Yes, and you know, and see people like that. I would love to help get them into the and get them known. You know, our business is so, and it's sad to say this. Our business at this time and moment, where the coronavirus has got everybody held down and Mm. not doing a lot, and the guys performing. Uh, in front of people with no crowd, but people like him, uh, I would love to help get a push for them in the company because they're, they're great talents and yeah. it's, and it's a difference. See, when it comes to talent like that, even me, I can leap leap frog, drop kick, even do a Canadian destroyer mm. in which everybody can, but there's only a few people in this world that really know how to work or let me put it this way understand our business and he's one of them yeah and uh, uh i just wanted to say that to him it and for me uh, being there that night uh only thing bad about it was it was in philly no crowd and but that didn't bother me the part that it that bothered me was there was no heat in that building it looked cold it, it,
0: yeah. Hey, it yeah. was about
1: 10 degrees outside. Holy crap. That's <laughs> 10
0: degrees it... Fahrenheit as well, wasn't it? Robin <laughs> Celsius. Yeah, I bet it was. Yes. Yeah.
1: Gosh, it was cold in that building. But no, I had a I had a great time. I, okay. I always do.
0: I hope they do it again because it was it, it was such good fun here. Because when I woke up, it was right because we were five hours ahead of Eastern here. We we it was right in the middle of the night. So I'm watching all this stuff and it's like I feel like I'm I'm watching stuff that not many, you know. It's kind of like the real, like middle of the night stuff. It was in such good, good. Um, yeah, good but fun you got to understand it. It was that was great. a
1: twenty-four hour oh yeah.
0: stop show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: they 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 wrestled at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> they were at five And I watched all that stuff, the
0: all the daytime stuff. I watched. So yeah, it was so, it was such yes. good fun. So yeah, it was really it was right. really, really good. How are things cool, with man. you with you guys where you are now, sort of COVID-wise? Are you, are you, are vaccines starting to roll out, and yeah, so, you know, positive? I'm lucky.
1: I live here in the state of Tennessee, where we're not in the states that are all shut down and everything, mm. you know, we're, I live up in the mountains anyway. So, uh, but you know, my wrestling school, we just opened it. I mean, we had it open to a certain amount of trainees that come in, but now, you know, we do a live show on school of Morton YouTube every Sunday at five Oh five Eastern time. Yeah, great. Great. Yeah, but you need to watch it. This I would, I, yeah. You know, I have a, it's from my school and it, it's been coming on for the, Last, You know what? We just celebrated our year show. Oh, uh, we're on every yeah. Sunday at 5.05. 05. So, uh, And it's another thing I was telling you earlier. There's a lot of, lot of guys on there that, that, in my mind, some of the stars of the future that I take time to be with and try, and try to make them understand. And even, you know, I have kids on there. They're 12 and 13 years old. But, mm. but you see, uh, this is a business and everybody has a dream.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and,
1: and 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 I try to teach them. You know, you, this business don't come to you; you have to go get it. Yeah, but the COVID virus, you know, it's got everybody down. And 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 to me, I, uh, even though some of the boys are out there listening, the the ones that worked in front of no crowds, and, and I have a bunch of times, dude, that's hard. Oh, you know, because is, yeah. because when you learn to feed yourself off the crowd, uh, and then they're not there, it's very hard you know it's just like uh you know and, and then wwe's got the the t- tvs all around the yeah, ring that's or, a tough or what that, that's
0: about i find that quite and, difficult and watch how, how have you found with the with the kind of pumped in I, it's everyone's everyone's working in a position of difficulty aren't they because you, you can't you can't present it so everyone's kind of done different things but that thunderdome i don't know whether i'm a bit sensitive to the screens but i find that quite a tough watch that that uh with those screens
1: yeah, you know, I catch myself trying to see they get people in the background. Yeah, 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 I, know yeah. It. I know what you mean. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I got to say this my hat's off to those guys because yeah. they, uh, you know, you know that's a high velocity uh, program there. And, yeah. and you got to go. Hey, and I, I want to say this to everybody out there, then it's that it's a, it takes a lot to impress me. <laughs> but I watch The Miz. On there other night, oh right. okay, with, uh, yeah, John yeah. Morrison, yeah, yeah, the interview that the Miz did. Remember the interview he did with John Morrison in the so, ring with him. So, was this
0: when Miz was? I haven't said. I must be honest, Ricky. I'm not watching too so much WWE So, was this when Miz was champion for for a? a yeah, what period? he yeah.
1: was he was doing an interview, mm. uh, one of the best interviews I have ever heard in my wow. life. Wow, wow. Uh, this the facial expressions, his body was, and explaining and not trying to be funny, you understand me? And not trying to press the boys in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His interview was strictly, and, and I loved it. I mean, I ate it up. So if you any of your boys out there get a chance that, that are trying to work on your interviews, go back and watch the interview Miz did in the ring
0: last Monday night. It was badass. ass, oh, really interesting. Okay. I'll, go ch- I'll go and check that out, that's, that's, that's really yeah, cool. No. Yeah, yes. what, um, so Ricky and I are gonna do something a little bit different today. So we're gonna actually we're gonna actually watch an episode of Mid South together. So if you're okay. listening at home and you want to watch this on YouTube, search. This is quite an easy search. If you search 1985 03 Twenty-one E two eight nine Mid South Wrestling. That'll take you to the incorrectly labeled March twenty third episode of Mid South Wrestling. So this is an interesting time. Obviously, this is just a week. It's aired just a, just ten days before the first WrestleMania. So there's a lot going on in the in the world of professional wrestling. At the, at this and time. you got to
1: understand, this is in March two yeah. of nineteen eighty five. This is like okay, we in July the eighth, I believe it is, is when Robert and I started in NWA.
0: Yes. So uh, this is what this is. What I think you've, yeah, exactly. So you're, you're almost, I think there's what there's, I was going to say we'll, we'll maybe try and get you back on in June for your last television appearance for a year or so. I think you pop yes. up in south after that, but yeah, you're, this is towards the back end of your run now in, in mid South.
1: Yes. It's no man. It's, and, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm just not trying to cut mid South. Got it. What a platform it was. for Robert, mm. Nye. uh, to be there and to be featured and to bring, you see, this is what's great about our business. And when you do it, it's when you pop a territory and, uh, Robert and I went, but not just Robert and I, man, we look at the talent we had there, Jake Roberts, you know, Dr. Dusty Williams, uh, the people coming in and out that you, know, they had some of the greatest talent Magnum, I swore Magnum TA and Terry Taylor all these guys man we had a great crew it was a great here. crew
0: I always say when I'm when I'm doing the show and I've, I've watched now so what I've I've never seen in this before and I'm watching it week to week and I don't really look ahead apart from things that you kind of you kind of uh-huh. find out I'm sorry bud uh, it's all right take that if you forget to find you no
1: no I'm gonna tell Vince I can't make oh yeah
0: <laughs> Vince is back
1: yeah, he's back on the show man. for the
0: first night the first time yeah. in nine months yeah I can't I can't I can't be there Monday night. You can't. I'm sorry, Vince, but no, Ricky's he's busy at WrestleMania night and he doesn't want that yeah. WWE world title. So find somebody else. Yeah.
1: Yeah. something. Oh, man.
0: Um, <laughs> in we p- so- hey, call sorry, you. go on, Ricky. No, you go ahead. I'm sorry. All, all, all I'm just... I was going to say was, in terms of Mid South, so I've watched this for 18 months now, and I say to all, so I kind of have. I have guests that have never seen it. I have guests that, like yourself, obviously were in it. I have guests that watched it and grew up and went to those live events. And the consensus from everybody, whether you've never seen Mid South before, you've not, you've watched it, you know, all the time back then. If this was your local promotion, you're buying a ticket every month for this without any doubt. And I think that that shows that this really stands the test of time in terms of episodic wrestling television, because it's just so good. It's just so good.
1: Yes. You know what? and A lot of the towns there... Uh, you know, we didn't run every week month. We ran every week.
0: <laughs> you hear me? Yeah, our, shows yeah, exactly. every, yeah. our shows ran every week. It was a quite a uh, hard schedule, wasn't it? You guys used to work back then for, for the Mid-South. Well, yeah. you
1: know, Louisiana was a hard schedule. And the reason why, I don't know if you're familiar with the States or not, Louisiana, Mississippi. I've done. I've been to okay. New
0: Orleans, but that's the only time in Louisiana. Yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, but what I'm trying to say in 1985, they only had one interstate and right. it went, okay. And that was Interstate 10, and it went east to west. There was none going north and south. So a lot of the towns that we made that were 300 miles away were two lane highways, oh, going through small towns. That's yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I, I think back, and, and I'm very, I'm being very honest with you. Uh, I had more fun in that territory than I did any other territory really? I worked in. No, good, was it good yes. nightlife
0: and, and then you got on with all well, the
1: rest of the wrestlers it, and stuff? It, it wasn't not really that. It was just the learning thing and and how, and how, you know, there was a lot of young guys there and how we got along.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: It, you know, it wasn't the drama these days. and It wasn't the bullshit. And no, you didn't have, you know, the boys depended on each other yeah. to make a living. It wasn't the porn fact, And, you know, and Bill's superstar down D was the booker. And yep. see, I love bookers that don't work because bookers that work, they push themselves.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, you know, and Bill Watts was the owner. He retired, so he didn't push himself. I'm just trying to tell you the truth. So he gave yep. the boys the opportunity to, you know, run this territory. I mean, we don't get me wrong, we had Grizzly Smith, we they were the boss people, but he but they I mean, depended on us. And, and if you read Bill Watts's book, one mm. of his first ones. He tells you in that book, during the time, the year that, that we were there, uh, and the, the young Tyler, he made more money in that one year than he did the whole time
0: he owned his territory. Yeah, off the Memphis Italian Exchange, isn't it, in terms of you guys yes. coming in? Yeah, it was just off the race. Well, it's not, it's time not fat, only yeah.
1: us. A lot yeah. of you know, the Midnight Express. G- oh, I mean, yeah. This yeah. place, you know, you had Nikolai Bokov, very dorso. Uh, this place was a loaded, you know, yeah. wrestling too junkyard dog yep uh it was loaded with talent and and we gave the people something to see every week and i'm a firm believer you know i'm a babyface. uh ricky morton you're the best seller in the business well say so or say if you don't but that wasn't the point about what i was doing the Mm. point about i was doing was trying to tell a story with Boom, I, you know, never give up, baby face, keep fighting back, give Robert the hot tag, and then the will screw us so we can come back next week yep. in the match where they can screw gonna us pay. that way. Yeah, someone's going to pay <laughs> to see that, see the and climax
0: the, at the end. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's the whole point of our Absolutely. business and understanding it. You know, I made a point to you all ago. It's not about any, everybody can. Drop down, leapfrog, drop kick, Hurricane Coronado, Canadian Destroyer. It's very easy to do. I'm 64 years old. I can still do it. But there's a few people that understand our business to get the ratings up on your TV, to get this building to sell out because the baby face has got to chase the heels to do
0: this yeah I agree I agree um okay. out of interest um Ricky when you and Robert were on the road who did the who uh, did you did you share with anybody else or did you do you travel together and who did the driving out of you two or did you split, used to split it
1: well you know in Louisiana it's long trips mm. and I mean but they were long trips uh we rotated off and on mm. I mean it was me Robert Magnum TA and Terry Taylor.
0: Well, and that's Pat a good looking car digging. right there, isn't it? I bet that was, you probably got a few screams yeah, and, from the ladies know, back there then, yeah,
1: we, Yeah, we, we had big vans. <laughs> you know, everybody had a van, So uh, it held a lot of people. And we all rode together. See, in, in those days, you, you know, if I drove one day and, we all chipped in for the gas. It was yeah. and then the next day somebody else would drive, and the next day somebody else. Would
0: oh, drive. I see. Okay, yeah, that makes uh, sense.
1: And then it bumped. Yes, okay, because we all lived in the same place. Uh, it was apartment complex there. I used to call it the backdrop in, but but it's where all the boys lived. It is brand new apartments. And oh, Whereabouts is this in?
0: Was this near the TV TV it, taping place? This plate, was in. Uh, no, no, that was in
1: Shreveport, Louisiana. Mm. We lived in Ale- Pineville, Louisiana, right outside right. of Alexandria. Mm. But it's a brand new apartment complex, and there's only like 10 units there. And was, that's what I was saying. All the boys lived in them. The guy owned it just surrendered it to the boys.
0: That must and, have been uh, absolute party central, wasn't it, with all you guys well, in there, I would have
1: thought. Well, no, well listen to me, fella. Uh, <laughs> That's the place
0: we lived. That's
1: where the Weiss were at. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll move me. on. <laughs> hey, that was K Fade place. Yeah. Uh, nobody knew we lived there. <laughs> but uh, I'm serious. I didn't. Uh, I was on the road, the other part now. All that happened on the road. Sure. You didn't take it home with
0: you. No, oh. no, no. <laughs> okay. Cool. Right. Okay. Let's let's get into this because I've I've got so many questions I'm I want to ask you about this show. So I'm gonna if you so if you've got you don't have you don't have if you listen at home, you don't have to you don't have to watch the show along with us. But if you'd like to, I'm gonna hit the play button in three, two, one, and go. And we're gonna get um, it's just basically the the classic mid-south opening credits here. So before we um before we actually cut into the um into the actual show i'm just going to quickly run down what some of the stuff that we've got in store so basically we've the main event this week is a rock a four corners tag match the rock and Roll express versus the dirty white boys versus brad armstrong and tommy pritchard versus jake jake roberts and jack victory uh plus terry taylor and kamala will be also on the show and the barbarian will be at, in action so this was the week after I don't know if you remember ricky when um terry taylor beat ted dibiossi for the north american championship and he was double champion for a very <laughs> brief time do you remember that when that happened
1: Oh, oh yes, I remember that. know, yeah. it was a, a big deal. Oh, you know, it's you know, Louisiana was one of Terry Taylor's first big breaks in the yep. business, uh mid south. Well, it was it was Louisiana, and right here, I don't. Uh, is this at a studio? Is this a TV taping? Yes, yeah, so this is a TV taping. This is doing? at
0: yeah. This is at the Irish McNeil Boys Club. This uh, yes, this it sure yeah. is. Yeah. Shreveport, yeah. Louisiana. So, what was and, that place uh, like? What was the what was the what was the day looking like when you would tape a show? And what was you know what was the place like to work in? Oh, oh
1: so you know, was electrified. Yeah, you know, it was electrified, yeah. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, and and that's the reason Bill Watts. Uh, film there you know because it, you know it's packed to the gills uh, it didn't hold that many people but it but for the studio part because back then you had a lot of studio wrestling yes and yeah but see this but it wasn't in a studio it was in the, at the it was boys kind of a hybrid,
0: wasn't it it was bigger and I think around this time they yes. put some more seats in and it was and it especially yeah, it was packed a little bit bigger
1: yeah
0: but you know they, they had to
1: turn people away every week yeah. Yeah. I mean because you had to get there early to get in. You know, they used to let you in free, but but after a while, man, it was so bad, you know, make it's money. Charging. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, and not? right now I'm and I'm watching your TV show here right now, Jim Ross. This is yeah. the first place that Jim Ross really uh got big at. Uh, I met Jim Ross in another Terry territory before this and Jim Ross was like 22. and
0: oh really it was for Lee, yeah
1: great. It was for Leroy McGurk and Jim Ross just come off a radio show. Mm. and started doing it. So he worked for Leroy McGurk before then, and I worked for Leroy McGurk at that time. Mm. Uh, now look at Jim Ross, one of the biggest icon, announcers yeah. there is in yeah. the world. But see the guy standing next to him?
0: <laughs> yeah, Mr. what Ted are your memories of Ted? Yeah, I mean, Ted, What? what these, people, I mean, you must see, have done a lot of work with him, I'd imagine, over the years.
1: Yes, and people don't even understand how great of a worker. Now, I'm not talking about dropped out and he could tell a story mm. in the ring. Look at here come Butch Reed. Yeah. Uh, I guess. Butch Recently is baby turned baby face. face.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yes.
1: And uh, Butch, you know, uh, and I want to say it's sad. Uh, we yeah. just lost Butch not long ago. But what a worker Butch Reed was. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially me when he was a heel worker with him. You know, I'm a smaller baby face. And this is what guys don't understand. When I wrestled Butch as a smaller babyface, he made me as big as Andre the Giant. Mm. He was so authentic to Butch. I'm, yeah, you see, and that's the concept of our business that nobody. Nobody understands these days. Mm-hmm. I know I, I can't hear what they're talking about on there. I don't know if the audio's cut off or not. So Butch is but, basically
0: but, saying that he he wants to he's, he he what he congratulates Terry Taylor and he wants to get back into contention for the new for the, the yes. big title. And they announced a TV title tournament because Terry's vacated actually kind of both belts basically. So yeah, yes, carry on, Ricky. Now,
1: now see another another thing that you don't notice that I do, uh, except for Ted when he walked out because he's getting ready to wrestle. But Butch Reed, you see he walks out on TV. Look at Butch. He looks like a professional wrestler. Yeah. Get the suit. He's got the tie on. Now, let me tell you something about Louisiana. Robert Nye was an exception. This is Bill Watts' rules. Mm. I mean, you had to have a jacket coat. Robert Nye was the only two that could wear blue jeans to the matches.
0: Ah, how interesting. So he had a dress code all all the way back. I know we heard about that in WWE later, didn't we? But yeah, And the
1: reason why... It's because we were the rock and roll express and the rock ah. and roll people wear blue jeans. Hey, but they had to be nice. They yes. wasn't the holes in them. They
0: wasn't there. Uh, oh, so you he had still to have was a... on you about the jeans then. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, it ain't the part about being on me. Uh, and this is what I like Bill Watts and Bill Watts got a lot of criticism from this is, you know, he, he asked you to be there at a certain time. Yeah. He don't care what happened, you know, you be there at that time. Yeah. Yeah. He asked you for a dress code. Now, when you own a multi-million dollar business, you have that right.
2: Yeah. And I agree. the ones that
1: and the ones that had problems with him was the ones that tried to buck him. If yeah. you didn't try to bug me, I love Bill Watts. Mm. I got along with him. I guess right here is this. The start of this, uh, yes, yeah, so, this a match with us. And no, so I'll tell you, you what boys? this was.
0: So, Ricky, last week you guys, you guys, um, won a one kind of an, uh, like a, a short match and then it went uh-huh. off the air with the dirty white boys kind of challenge you in the ring, which is which yes. is very new. So, there's lots of new things coming up on Mid South in terms uh-huh. of different devices. It went off the air, and this is from last week. So, this is a really long and impressive brawl with you guys. So, did you have yes. any, any recollections of this? And also, obviously, working with, the, with these two uh, dirty white boys, I'm well, you know, when in a short time. Do yeah, you know what, dude? Uh, over the years, I've had 10,000 matches. I bet, yeah. So, yeah. But <laughs>
1: I'm yeah, watching. See, I'm watching and it's coming back to me. Yeah. Uh, and, and, what, and what you like at the time is like you were saying, we're fighting off the air here.
0: Yes. You so just, this was last say, week, but they showed it this okay, week. Okay. Yeah.
1: Now, understand, this is what our wrestling business is about. Instead of just giving everybody what they want every week, Mm. you just give them part of it for this state it's like a soap opera, yeah. opera so they can come they can't wait till tomorrow to watch the soap opera you know they can't wait till next week to watch this that's the reason the ratings went up that's the reason our attendance went up and look we're fighting it's not they got the boys out there do you see the referee the little skinny one out there at the top that's Wee. yeah yeah, uh, yeah 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 you know Wee passed away uh look here here's uh so it's still Everybody, going as well,
0: and all these new shots of the of the place because you've never yes. seen him. There's Terry really Taylor. Do you see Terry yeah. Taylor come yeah. by?
1: Uh, it's it's a lot, and and Bobby Fulton. There's Carl Fergie, another referee. Yeah, Jack Victory's uh, in the
0: background holding one of the dirty white boys back. As yes, well. so, I just yeah, seen yeah. Jack
1: Victory. So uh, this is a uh, great thing. You see it now. That was didn't. He just knocked the referee down, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> pulling him apart. Uh, a lot of things going on here. I mean, this is, this, is uh, believe me, because
0: I've, I, as I say. I mean, you obviously lived it, but I've watched so much of this promotion now. This is bra- in terms of an outside of the ring brawl. This is the this is the first one I've seen, this this is revo- like really revolutionary in terms of this uh-huh. television program at that time. In terms of what you, what you guys are doing here,
1: yes, and that's uh, Tony Anthony, the dirty white boy. Which yeah. you know, he these guys were great talent. Now you see how big the boys' club is right there. Yeah, exactly. uh, it showed the background grounds, there. Yes, yeah. we're yeah. in the gymnasium at the, at the boys' club. All these people around. Uh, man, I like this. Yeah, it's great. Now, they, they, see, here's Skanda Art. He he manages the dirty white boys. Mm. Tell you a good story about them here in a minute. But right now, we're going to. Uh, I can't understand what's.
0: Although I've got the sound turned down, so I can't I can't have that t- playing over the air the whole time because it copyright No, no, no. I guess he's
1: talking about the four man tag today, right? Yeah, and what he's also talking about, he's okay. talking about,
0: Kamala, basically being the number one wrestler in the country, and also um, he's he's going to mold uh-huh. the Barbarian into a world beater. So, yeah, tell me more about Skandar and your interactions with him over the years.
1: Scandar Bar was my buddy. Uh, you know, Scan really uh, in this business gave me my first break. When I was telling you earlier for Leroy McGurk in Oklahoma, hmm. okay, yeah, Is that Tri- he was that tri-state? He, yeah, he was. Yeah. Yes, he was the booker. Ah, and, I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, yeah, and he brought me in. And he it and he told me he says, "God, I, you know, you're such a young baby face with a lot of fire." And he says, I, I just, "I'm going to give you a position," and and I took it and I ran with it. Hmm. And and don't get me wrong, I didn't, I didn't, I was still green as owl doo doo if you want to say that <laughs> but he but you know Scanboard molded me in the kind of person that he wanted me to be you see his ideas that's the reason as being a great baby face when what, what are you gonna do an angle when you're gonna do something yeah. you got to understand what the booker wants or it don't happen all right here we're getting jumped again this is oh, they're, the they're barbarian, replayed, was, yeah,
0: barbarians. This is not this is not the barbarian that was later in WCW and WWF. This is John Nord, who they yes. played the Berserker. So, yeah, and he's up against um up against Joshua. What are your some of your, have you got any memories of 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 John Nord or because I don't think he was around too too long in this promotion, um, but he's got a, getting a big push at the moment. Yeah,
1: John Nord. You know, he, I see John all the time. Yeah, great, yeah, yeah, John. I like John. He was a big man, and I do see this guy here now with the pseudonym. Yes, that is Board Pearson. Yeah, what a legend! What a- Board, he was my buddy. But you got to understand, here in the states back in those days that it was uh, there was a commercial on for milk duds. I don't know if you have milk duds. I know,
0: what, I know what milk duds are from the travels to the states. Yeah, yes, yeah.
1: And, but it's. But the the commercial says oh, it's so milky deep, chocolate milk it'll make you go moo. That was him doing <laughs> but the voice.
3: Wow, oh, that's
1: yeah, great. It yeah. sure
0: was. Yeah. Now look at Big John here. Yeah, he's huge, and, uh, isn't it? And Josh Stroud's not a small boy, is he? I mean, he. he I always thought, he, every time I've seen him, he's got he's got a good look and good body. But yeah, barbarian's quite a bit bigger. What happened here, isn't to it? Josh? Do
1: you know what happened to I don't to know. He played
0: a bit of... I think he played in the USFL a bit. Um, but I don't know. Uh, it, it, it didn't, I, don't, I don't think he did too much in, in the world of wrestling, sadly. Yes. So I don't, I don't know. Did you know much... Did you have many interactions with him back then? Well, no, not really. I mean, he... Uh,
1: uh, I don't think he was full-time on the card.
0: No, he wasn't. Uh, he pops up every now and no, again. Man.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah and he pops up there. And there's Big John. Now, he had that voice. <laughs> you know i'm gonna kill you <laughs> i like that
0: uh, how tall is he i mean he must be uh, six five or six six or something isn't he maybe i'm understating that but he looks a very tall this is john Nord, man. right yes yeah that's how
1: you pronounce his name yeah he uh i don't you know i i don't know I, i've seen him a couple of times but i don't know where he is now
0: do you hmm. no i don't i the last i saw him wrestling uh, wise was was the berserker so i'm not i'm not sure yeah i don't know yes i, know. I got you
1: uh this is now see the the auditorium and see the people in there. That's a lot more people than you put into a regular studio.
0: Yeah, I, and, I, I but like that like good. Yeah, and I, I listened like to in between.
1: The, Sorry, Ricky, go Oh ahead. yeah, but but if you listen, you know, especially when they're midnight and us are wrestling there, then people are losing their damn mind. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah. Yeah. And you and and I love the old studio type. You know, that's the reason I like NWA uh now that opened back up because they have all the old flags old studio look uh it brings back a lot of memories that is perfect. i don't know where that
0: is but that that setting i would like you talking about it is a studio but that stand it's like that's just perfect perfect for taping television you've got i don't know what it is 12 12 12, 15 rows of people they're all yeah. completely invested. They're all on fire. It's just like, what a be- what a better place to rather than a soulless arena where maybe half the crowd don't aren't really into it. I don't really know what's going on kind of thing. I think I, I'm a big fan of proponent of this smaller scale crowds, which are, are in it rather than a, you know, a big, vast space. Yeah. Like
1: well, you know, it's a little bit bigger than you think, but it's not that big. Yeah. Uh, this is done in the studios in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, mm. Here's Butch Reed hitting the ring. I guess he. Yeah, <laughs> nobody's so is selling it. nothing.
0: <laughs> so but, Butch's Butch's in victory. So basically, um, the Barbarian here's just ripping off uh, Butch's yes. clothes, basically. So obviously, he's getting a push. And they did a they did a street fight these two at the Superdome show that we touched on off, off air. Yes, um, so which sure is which did. is just a week after this. So yeah, obviously, Barbarian's been um being kind of pushed pushed to the moon here. One question I want to what, ask: What did, sorry, what did John?
1: Where did John go to after this? Uh, let you me have know. a look.
0: Let me have a look at that actually while i um, did, did he have another run anywhere i will have a quick look i'll tell you what ricky i'm just while i look at that i'm just going to ask you a question about something okay that we haven't but that's seen fine. Yet. so we haven't yes. seen it, but he's on, he's on commentary um joel watts and he's quite famous for his incredible um his incredible video packages which you were you were, you guys obviously benefited from benefited from when you joined the promotion I don't know uh-huh. what happened to joel but I, I i found I found joel really interesting he's a young kid thrown on national television he comes up with some really interesting stuff on commentary um and uh-huh. also these video packages what were your experiences with with uh with Joel with John well uh, with jo- with joel watts joel well, uh, buddy,
1: as uh I can't remember <laughs> okay, <don't laughs> you i can't hear me don't worry don't I'm worry. sorry i don't you know but I mean that segment was kicked in ass but uh I can't remember, you know, I was, and plus I was lost. I was lost until watching that on TV. I was looking at, I was looking at some of the boys that were on here and uh, now watch This is how you draw money. Here come Butch Reed. Yeah.
0: And he's talking about the street fight here. Going back to go back to John Nord. So John Nord was in mid South until September 85. And then he, when he went to new Japan, actually, So he worked New Japan all the way through to the end of the year. Then he went to the AWA, uh, and then after that, did he go
1: to WCW?
0: Let me have a quick look. So I know he was in the WWF around '92, um, but let me have a quick look. So quite he was in all Japan in the mid '90s actually, which I didn't I didn't know WWF until uh, end of January '80. Sorry, January '93, um, and. Uh i don't know if we did wcw so i'm just um what have we got on the screen so here we go We've got a classic tag match with ted dibiossi and dr death steve williams so um tell me about some of your memories of, of, of these two guys
1: okay uh dr death at this time and moment he just come out of uh oklahoma mm. university and uh, there's sean michaels
0: yeah sean michaels check this out this is sean yeah.
1: michaels uh just a kid there and Terry Daniels. I remember Terry real good too. Uh, look at you no know, he this look how the thing that's when Sean was first breaking into the business. Matter of fact, this was his first territory.
0: It, his first TV match was probably about two months before this. And I uh, he yes. just sprang up and I was like, oh my god it's Shawn Michaels. I'm I like unbelievable. Okay. Yeah.
1: Now understand this is a TV match. I don't uh, know how it's going, but probably your heels will probably get going. Now Dr. Death just come maybe a year before that. Look at how bad he is. The yeah. top big he is. Well, guy, uh, you yeah. know, he played uh, Oklahoma. That, then he went to the New Jersey Generals and played football. Blocked for Herschel Walker. Yeah. Uh, then he come. You know. Then it shut down. Then he come into wrestling. Now, when a guy like that comes out of football, and he and he and he's a four time, you know, Oklahoma center, you know, national champion. Holy crap. It's he's sometimes he it took a long time to make him understand our business. Yeah. But boy, when he called on, was he something dead? You know, Doc was real big at Old Japan for Baba.
0: Oh, Uh, I've seen some of his matches in Old Japan are unbelievable. Just like why why he was in there, you know, and and
1: and bless his heart, you know, Doc Doc has left us too. But he was great, and there's Pee I was saying earlier, Pee Wee. He was the referee there, and he's passed away too. He went on to WCW. Uh, G- going but back Sean...
0: To, sorry, sorry. Ricky, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I was well, going to say just, on um, on John Nord. He he didn't. He worked at WCW much later in his career, but he was predominantly um, AWA and World Class in between Japan tours, basically. So yes, yeah, yeah. And
1: he's you know, you know is he still alive?
0: Uh, I, let me have a quick look. I believe
1: okay, so. I, yeah. I just didn't know. Uh, you could tell this is a good TV yeah, match, Sean. Is. Yeah.
0: 61. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sean Michaels didn't stay in too long, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, you know, but see, you had your jobs back then. Terry Daniels. I like Terry. Terry was in the Marine Corps and, uh, he just come out of the Marine Corps. He was, he was from Amarillo up with, you know, I think the funks trained him. Terry and Dory, uh, I, I think they trained Terry Daniels, the guy in the ring. But at this oh, time, yeah. he he was a young kid. You know, he played uh, semi-pro football. Uh, he was a tough kid. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? He was very tough at this time, and I, I'm I'm excited to see Shawn Michaels. I, I want him to give him a hot tag. But yeah, she,
0: me too. I know what you mean. Like I it was. Yes, Sean, Sean, I'm Sean hoping he, he
1: gets one. Uh, but see this right here's a TV batch. Yeah. And see where the kid see what Terry Daniels turned his back when he come off here. Yes. Uh, yeah. They had to hurt. See, they got two elbows right in his head. Yeah, I bet that hurt. He stumbled out, I
0: think, or something, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh did
1: he? I didn't know.
0: Uh I, th- I think he might have see, done, but yeah, yeah. Um, but, there was uh, a match a couple of weeks ago, which was Sean and Jake together one on one, but obviously it didn't go very long. But it was—I was just like this is this is marvelous that you can get to see something like this. Back, yeah, this right is then, this you know. young
1: kids breaking into business yeah. and look what they went to. Look at Shawn Michaels, man. He t-
0: I mean, he's in the top five in the world. Yeah, he must and, have. did uh, you did you have because I guess did you did you you and Sean cross passing in AWA later on? Or was that were you there a little bit before? No, no, you, but or, or listen,
1: Sean lived in San Antonio, Texas. Mm. Uh, and I'm just going to say this for all the fans. I to know, Sean was a big fan of mine. Uh,
0: when um, I, uh, well, I mean, I'm I, sure that they both were. I inspired were the team. him yeah. to break yeah. into
1: the business. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. I inspired him to break into the business. Now, see, he paid his dues. Uh, Sean did. He did, you know, And I want people out there to understand, you know, he didn't have a silver platter, you know, he, and he didn't. Uh, he paid his dues in this business. He didn't come in the ring winning every night.
0: No. And I We've just seen it there. He just lost at. by figure four to DiBiase there, but, isn't he? So, yeah, yeah, yeah see, Exactly, yeah.
1: And then, you know, they went... Him, him and uh, uh, his partner, you know, they came... Uh, who was that? Marty shung, Yeah, him and Marty... Yeah. ...became the Midnight Rockers. Yeah. But you see, people ask me, what did I think about that? Well, I thought it was a great compliment.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah
1: exactly. Yeah. Uh, but... But then they come into territories where me and Robert went. And let me tell you, me and Robert passed some hellacious matches with those guys.
0: Oh, I didn't even know that. You know? Yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah, they were.
1: That was in the, the Jerry Jarrett territory. Hmm. Yes, and we sure did. Here's a. Here's my buddy.
0: Avoid Pearson. What right about here. that he suit, like Boyd Pierce? Is that is that part of yes. Bill Watts' dress code? That that flowery bl- blue and yellow suit. Well, in- that
1: was that was
0: his gimmick.
3: Yeah, exactly. He was the first one. So... You
1: know, him and Jimmy Cornette wore some crazy stuff, but yeah. that was his gimmick. board. he wore wild clothes. You know, Boyd was a TV person uh, personality in, in that area. Mm. You know, he's he was on there. There's Terry Taylor.
0: Lovely uh, belt, what, isn't it? North American title belt. It was be- really yeah, beautiful. Yeah, only thing about, about it, it was huge. Yeah, I bet it, was, it weighed yeah. <laughs> a lot.
1: You know, this Terry Taylor didn't have it on.
0: No, no, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and I'm looking in the ring, and there's Carl Fergie. Guys, uh, you guys wanting to be a referee? He's one of the best there were in the business. He was a great worker too. Mm. Uh, and but then, you know, Kamala passed away, yes. and, and his manager outside the ring that that was Frank Dalton. Uh, and he he passed away too. So oh, okay. always, yeah. it, it brings back a lot of memories here, yeah. you know. And the this look, I mean, see to watch Terry gets away. Uh, but but working wise, uh, I like Terry. Terry was yeah. a great worker. Now see, he's not. And see, he's not trying to overpower Kabbalah. He's staying away from him and yeah. outsmarting it. You see it, man, it. Smaller man. But yeah. You, absolutely. you wait and see it here in a minute. He's going to have to uh, cut him off. There we go. Now yeah. he's going like, to cut him off and see, this is the greatest thing in the world for a baby face is to learn how to sell. Yeah. and, and you know what? And, and, and I watch TV and it's going to have to go back to that. I think, uh, it's, it's only so many times you can shoot a guy with a cannon and he kicks out on one.
0: Well, that's uh, the thing. You know, I think that some of the, some of the kind of, um, how do I put this in you know, a t- transitional near fall moves look so devastating that it's kind of tough.
1: Uh, you know what I really you know, like? That's with it, and, what, yeah. So you go ahead. Okay. And every person out there thinks they're smart to our business hmm. and they're not, uh, I'm like you. I mean, when I work with guys and I am, when I'm in a ring with them, even right now, I said, Listen, guys, I could sell one punch hmm. better than I could sell 40. Because in real life, if you hit me 40 times, I'm dead.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: In real life, if you stomp me in the head 40 times, I'm dead. That's what guys forget about. Yeah. You know, and they're looking, you know, for that action pack. What happens if you come out on TV and somebody just punched a baby face in the nose and he really sewed it like he punched him in the nose? Yeah. It'll blow people's minds. Yeah, yeah It'll yeah. be on talk of TV. He got tatered or he got hit in the nose. He really hit him in the nose. He sewed it for that long because it, it, it'd be a shock to curl culture to see somebody sell like that.
0: Yeah, I agree. And, and, you and they I, need to. Yeah, I agree. Joe, you know I really like and, and they they they. enough, last night we we're taping this a couple of weeks before it airs, but last night on AEW, have had one with Darby Allen. But I really like roll ups in wrestling. So something that's different from finisher one, two, three. Because a roll up, yeah. if, if this is a, you know, if the, you know, a, if you're if you're if the contest is I want to get that person shoulder down for three,
3: of course yes. you
0: try all that stuff, wouldn't you? If you're if you're gonna get the belt or the winner's purse. You're trying Uh, small uh, packages. You're trying cradles. You're trying crucifixes. You're trying it all, aren't you? And I I think there's more... more, An outsider that's never been in the ring, for me uh, as a fan, I like that a lot.
1: Yeah, now see? Now Kamala. You know, Kamala started in Memphis too. Before he became Kamala, he was Sugar Bear Harris. Mm, And uh, that's just, you know... And uh, he... uh, Jerry Lawler gave him that gimmick. You know, because Jerry Lawler built his own heels... Uh, to work with in Memphis. And look, you see, that's the same way Jerry Lawler made me and Robert. Yeah. And look where we went to. Now, look look where Kamala went to after all this right here.
0: He had a huge run with Hogan just soon after this, didn't he, in the WWF,
1: yeah. Uh, uh, Right there in Shreveport, you know, it's a dark dark hall that you got to walk down, Mm. and and the fans are out there. And Kamala, you know, he, he didn't speak English. It is gimmick. Uh, but he, I seen him come walking and I got down behind this blanket and he's come walking by and I reached out with my hand. He couldn't see me. And I grabbed him on the back of the leg and I started going, row, 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 right? <laughs> All of a sudden he started high stepping. He was speaking. He was <laughs> <laughs> you know, he would. what the hell, Bob? Thank God, Rick and Martin I'll kill you. <laughs> i scared the
0: hell out of you. Did you used to be quite quite one for kind of the pranks and stuff on the road? Or how did you guys Yeah, nothing with that? to hurt nobody. Yeah, yeah nothing just good-natured good stuff, no, no. yeah. I've yeah. seen a
1: lot of ribs. Look at, see Kamala, he's selling. He's letting Terry sell, see? Yeah. He's going over here. You know, Terry came back up. So he, If Terry would have stayed down a little bit longer, you know, he could have got a little bit more out of it over, but that's, we're all young in the business here mm. and Terry's a champion, but uh I guess they got the cue to go home. I would imagine. Well, this now, is quite it...
0: long for 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 me. I mean, this is, this is the thing in the, in around this time, the mid South matches are getting longer. And this is, this is quite, so the first six months or so, you'd never get anything other over five minutes. And now this is yes. probably six or seven already. So well, I think this this is, uh,
1: yeah, this is where Bill Dudley come in. a good. You know, he, you know, you see, you got to have your TV going. You got, but see, Terry's the champion. And they just didn't throw Terry in there with somebody uh, to beat in 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. You you gave them a main event in a building here on TV. I'm anxious to see what kind of finish they got. Cause I can't remember.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, so I think we're going to see, see shortly, but it's, I, I, this, this reminds me, This obviously this mid South is, is decade, a decade before, but the early uh-huh. one hour nitros I feel like this is really heavily influenced them. So you've got stars, you've got some, you've got some finishes, you know, not clean finishes and interference and stuff, but you've got, you've got everyone seems to be over and everyone is got a character and everyone's feuding with someone. And I I really Uh, feel like whether it's Bischoff or Dusty, I suppose, was was in the booking in WCW, but this is, this is, this is really influential TV that we're watching at the moment here. As Kamala's going up to the top to do his splash.
1: Yes. And, uh, uh, let see. We're going to watch this right here. Here's Terry. Uh,
0: so Terry's rolling out the ring as Kamala's getting. Yeah. So the last couple of weeks, Kamala's beating the man down and then splashing okay. him the top row.
1: That's right. Oh, great. Now, see? He's put, look at this lady. <laughs>
0: see that lady? Like, so Scandal's just throwing Terry Taylor into yeah. the ring place. There's a lady in the front row about yeah, to lose her yeah, mind yeah. there, I think, isn't there?
1: All right. I think. <laughs> uh, let's see here.
0: So Terry's sort it, of Is Terry bleeding? He is, yes, yeah. Okay, yeah. I got you. Yeah, and, so he... Uh, so, big chop from Kamala. You, you, yeah, I mean, this, this, we obviously get into the, the kind of closing sequences here and it's all big chops and Terry's... Yes. I mean, Terry's selling this, isn't he? he? Well, yeah,
1: he's getting... I mean, he's doing his job here. Yeah. See, I I, I don't know what the finish is of this match, but I know who, right now uh, everybody at home, they're sitting on the edge of their cu- couch and they're cussing and they're fighting. And you know what? I was like you all ago, you, know, you know, sometimes the light's just like right here. If you could just move out of the turnbook, scooboy away the heel. Yeah. It's a lot better finish than it is to go through your big drone come at and, and do your finish hold on somebody. Yeah. I agree. So they, just, they just bumped
0: the referee. Kamala's got into yes. in the corner. After Terry had come back, um, big oh, forearm. See? I think that forearm is such his, a good move, isn't it? Tito Santani's doing gave it. To order, now he? he's
1: got he's got Kamala beat. So the vision is Jake Roberts. And, yeah. Boom. Uh oh. Cool. He just so didn't.
0: Lovely suplex on Taylor on Roberts there. So Kamala's yeah. get Kamala's getting up. Okay, the Taylor's referee. In some trouble referees
1: did did the referee DQ this? Uh, the referee's on
0: the outside still at the moment. Um. Yeah. So yeah. So um, I don't. I th- referees just just uh, his yeah, way good. in there now. Yeah. And there uh, it is. One, two, three. Yeah, great. Yeah. See?
1: And now listen, he bumped Terry Plum out on the ring. Kamala's on his feet. And uh, look at he just meets Jake. Kamala's up, going too. after
0: Jake now as well. Yeah. I mean, that's big, isn't he, it? Terry Taylor. I mean, yeah, he, like, there was at, lots of interference. It, at, he, and... even,
1: he even chopped his managers and everybody. Look at this is great. See, he's the wild man. Yeah. And and see, and all this right here is Bill Dundee.
0: Uh, you, do you know Bill Dundee? Yeah, I've seen him Bill work Dundee. a bit in this, and I've read some stuff about him huh? and Bill Bill Watts' book and, and various things. So, yeah, absolutely. But it's interesting, Terry Taylor, they, they, I mean, they've given him the title, and no one's beaten Kamala since he's been back. And he, I know there was a bit of interference there, but he just pinned him, didn't he, on TV? So, I mean, yes, he sure did. Moon. yeah
1: but, but you see, Kamala, that's just business, what mm. Kamala just did right then. He didn't have no problem doing that. Now, see what he... He beat him here, but then Kamala gets his heat back because he gets up and he beats up everybody yeah. in the ring, and including the Jake Roberts, his no. managers. Yeah, he didn't,
0: Akbar. didn't uh, hurt him because he got it straight back, didn't he? So that's uh, booking you know 101 there in terms of like babyface. You know, in our business, yeah,
1: in, in our business, it made him human because he got beat. Yes, yeah. you see, he got beat and didn't get hurt. And that's the part of our business that people don't understand. Mm. This is understanding our business. Wow. I guess, uh, I guess the rock and roll's in the ring here, aren't we? Yeah, we didn't get the uh-huh. ELO.
0: Do you know what? It's funny. The other week, Ricky, I was listening to... So BBC Radio 2 is one of our most... I think it's our most listened to radio station in the country. So so you've heard uh-huh. of the BBC, obviously. And your theme came on at 12 o'clock and I was working downstairs in the kitchen the other week and I was like, oh, this is incredible. Rock and roll okay. is king on BBC Radio 2 <laughs> in the UK. So, yeah, no entrance here, Ooh. unfortunately.
1: Well, but, thank well, you, but you, but I'm wondering... Right here, where Dennis Condry's at. Uh, Bobby so is with... No, it's with... Jack Victory, isn't it? Jack
0: Victory, yeah. yeah. I thought Jack...
1: that was Bobby Eaton for a minute there, but you told me earlier. That's how, that's how stupid
0: I am. I uh, don't J- know. It's, J- it's Jack and Jake, isn't it? So, um, yes, it sure is. I thought it was
1: Bobby Eaton. Uh, Brad Armstrong, uh, oh, man, and what most yeah. most under. Rated wrestler in the business by Brett Armstrong was. He was a, I mean, what a worker he was. You know what? I see Jack victory not long ago too. I see him in an autograph signing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, He looks good. Good. I see Jake all the time. He's at AWE, but, uh, here we go. Now this is, uh, so, so we uh, talked I'm off anyway gonna...
0: that we, we 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 I think that the um the, the, the kind of reason this was on TV, this four corners tag match is you were doing one at the Superdome in a few weeks yeah, after this. It's this a, is kind it's of get idea. Yeah.
1: It's a build-up to the Superdome. Mm. And uh, it, it sure is. You know, and that night that man we drew forty thousand people. And that was unheard of at that time in our business. Uh, that was ref- I think that was right before WrestleMania. Uh before they did their hundred and something thousand.
0: Yeah, it was. Uh, it was, yeah. Because this was 85 and WrestleMania 3 was 87. So yeah, this would have been before yeah, uh, Yeah.
1: And uh it really cool. Uh I'm looking at look at Tom Pritchard, What a work. I mean, this is. is what a great you
0: exchange. Know, you see, oh, here's my is look, oh, look at that, Ricky. I mean, that is smooth as silk, isn't it? On the small package of yes, like Tommy you Pritchard see,
1: there. It, it, you see what it looks like? I'm trying. I'm trying
0: to beat him. Yeah, exactly. See, yeah. yeah, exactly. That's what I said. Yeah, you're trying to trying to yeah. beat. Him. I, I'm I didn't know to that was going to happen. So yeah, that. I mean, that was just. Uh-huh. I mean, it was basically a, a crossover, and but you yes. we went for a small package to go for the win. But I mean, it was just great, wasn't it? No,
1: watch Brad how he executes here. His mm. his body movement, uh, and things that he and How great he looks. His fatigue. I mean, he's just watch it. See the timing.
0: Uh, he, yeah the, Everything the timing seen of, of the so boys
1: and, and and please understand me what I'm trying to tell you. Everything that we did right then was never called in the back. Mm. Uh we're you know, we're not in the same dressing rooms. You yeah. hear me? We cafe then, and that's one of Bill's big things too. You know, you're you get fired, you do stuff like that. We didn't go over the match. The referee come and told us the finish, you hear mm. me. But most of the time in the house shows, you didn't get you finished till you gotten a ring.
3: Yeah, but yeah, yeah.
1: all everything that you see and see, that's why Jack Victory's laying there on the mat. He just called the spot with Brad. You see what I'm saying? So do you uh, think? Do
0: you feel this is? A, do you? Because I guess there's probably people you've worked with over the years that are more of a, a planner. Like uh, Randy Savage was notorious for planning, I believe. Um, but do you think that is, is the true art in this style, or is there a kind of hybrid, or are you comfortable both well, ways?
1: it's certain things, you know, I, I could watch a match and I could see uh, how they how, – how would you say that? They're going to do a move before they do it. They yeah, you can anticipate it. Program it. To, yeah. Yes, and you tell what they're fixing to do hmm. because they set – but see, now watch – like the other day on my TV, I had my baby faces go out and talk, and I didn't tell them the heels were going to come out and jump them.
3: Oh, okay, yeah. Because
1: yeah. – if I did tell them on TV, they'd be looking for them to come out. <clears> you you know what I'm saying? You don't. They're to... looking for them yeah, to I come understand. out. For yeah. Yes, but see, they didn't. They're standing there doing an interview. Then when they popped out of that curtain on them, it looked real.
0: Yeah, because they were shocked. So, it was natural shock, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. Yes,
1: yeah. They, they wasn't prepared for them, and, and yeah. you could tell that real good. Uh, this is Lynn didn't you know? Do you know who Lynn didn't?
0: I haven't seen uh, as
1: much yes. of him because I know he him, okay. he was big he, in Smoky was... Mountain as well, wasn't he? No, that was Dirty White Boy Tony. Oh, t- yeah, okay, Leon's, sorry, yeah, yeah. In the Leon was the masked grappler. Oh, of course Bill he was. Yeah, yeah, of course he was. Yeah, yeah. Th- yeah. That had the uh, the boot, uh, you know, that loaded the boot and kicked uh, yeah. you with it. Yeah, what a hell of a gimmick. Little yeah. things like that that meant so much in this world uh, is to you know he'd load that boot and holy shit, people would go crazy. Yeah, now, that's... now someone's doing just that in get... New
0: Japan at the moment, actually. Funnily enough, all the, all these years on, is that is, uh, uh, El Fantasmo is doing that exact same gimmick at the moment, yes, so, yeah, and
1: it's over like a son of a, bitch. yeah. Excuse my yeah. language, that's <laughs> <Okay. laughs> all
0: right, that's <laughs> fine. We've just seen actually to- Tommy Pritchard has just been pinned, actually, so he's out, yeah, after Simone dropped. So it's just the three teams left now,
1: okay. Now we're gonna get now see it's two hill teams against. One babyface team. Hmm. Do you get that? And this would be great. But uh, I uh, man, this is very interesting. Sometimes I forget a lot of you know this match that we're watching. Yeah. Uh, I have forgot about it, but I'm serious. I have. I didn't well, forget you must about have going had in
0: so Super many, Cup. so many. I mean, I can't remember every football match I've played, and I have probably played playing. I had about over ten thousand matches. Yeah, I was going to say I've probably not even yes. played five percent of football as you have wrestling. So yes. yeah, I'm not. I can't. Uh, you can't expect to win everything. Here's Robert in here now, and he's um, yes, uh, well, and Robert's fire, he, full yeah. of piss
1: and vinegar. We're
0: yeah. on TV. <laughs> Great here, million here. dollar knee lift there from him. Very yes, sir. He's like too. a cat.
1: He's like a cat on a hot tin roof. Yeah, he just he's getting it. Then that. I, I can't hear, but I imagine the people are, are behind him, aren't you? Yeah. I See, Lin and See how great that was? Just that little thing Lynn did. He got up, What you son of a gun, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, wanting to hit him. Uh, See, now, here's a, you...
3: look Sorry, at Jake.
1: Yeah, this is so for good. Jake. Went to WWE. This is Jake. You know, Jake's kind of young here, too. You know, mm. he's probably 30 years old, but he's what a – machine and what a mechanic and what a work see man just that little thing where you almost hit him but he didn't yeah it went back see all this is called in the ring every bit of this and uh
0: I mean that's fascinating uh, for me in terms of how like outside outside of uh-huh. how that how that can be oh, done it's see? fascinating yeah great
1: great hit see Jake called out with him in the ring when yeah. he was in there with Robert
0: I'm so gonna tag jack to the, snatch to headlock to on him, shoot there, him off yeah. he's
1: gonna drop down give him a need yeah you see but, see, it took more to stop Robert. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm. It took more to stop him than just Jake stopping him. See, Jake's yes. smart, but he's unbelievable. Now, here is Tony Anthony, which was uh, in Smoky Mountain. You know, and and Tony, him and Lynn not were the grapplers. Ah, yes, know, too. of course they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for Southwest Championship Wrestling. I mean, Ken Lucas did a lot of business with them. Mm. Uh, well, I remember in... Uh, Louisiana, Lid didn't. He had a used to wear a bandana. See that bandana hanging off his boot right here. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, he. I remember we was at a show one night, and he got on the top rope, and he's dirty white boys holding me, and he's going to dive off to hit me, but when he dove off, this bandana caught the top turnbuckle, and he went straight back down, face forward in his face in the turnbuckle. Oh, and just like he dove out straight air, he just stopped, and he went down. I got to laughing so hard, almost pissed on myself. Uh, Scandor Bar was screaming. It was oh, really so he was funny. okay, now, was get,
0: he? But it was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you couldn't
1: help.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you
1: couldn't help. Look at Jake, man. Gosh, see, look how I mean, he's.
0: It's it's a question for you, Ricky. Based on what you said, has anyone ever tried? Because I've heard some stuff about people trying to break the Undertaker over the years on live TV. Has anyone ever done that to you? I've I've heard of people trying to like get the Undertaker to break character and laugh on television over the years. Has anyone ever? Has anything happened on on like a pay per view or like like a something like that where someone's it's a serious moment, but someone's done something and you're like, I can't, I can't not laugh at this kind of thing.
1: Oh God, buddy, I've seen a lot of shit like that, man. (laughs) You you know. uh, I mean uh, especially Robert. You know, Robert sometimes had two left feet. He'd, you know, I, I see him walk off a stage in front of 15,0 really? people. Yeah. Uh <laughs> I seen him trip and fall. Me and him has got to hit the ring and he tripped and fought, fell. And lucky they didn't have cables out of the ring and no Because oh, yeah. when he fell, he slid on his belly all the way up under the ring, come out on the other side. <laughs> and uh hit the uh, hit the ring. Now now we're TV. And understand the guys that's wrestling. We're going a little faster here because we're trying to tell a story here. Mm. In a matter of minutes, getting the heat on Robert. Uh, and I don't. And, and see what's good about this. I don't even know
3: what's happening yeah. to this match.
1: Yeah. No, I, and I don't. And I just see did He he moved. You know, he lived. He was out in uh, Portland, Oregon, for a long time. He worked for Piper out there. Oh, okay, Piper yeah. had a transmission shop. And he, he ran it, but after Piper died, you know, that closed down and, mm. and the, he moved back. And his wife is from Jackson, uh, Tennessee. And he moved to the big show that we had there for Jerry Lawler not long ago. Oh, yeah. He came to the show and it was good to see him and mm. really cool. Uh, I think he worked on the show. Oh, really? <laughs> right yeah. At this moment, in time, right? At this time and moment, right here. Robert is getting a shit kicked out of it. Yeah. Now, I could really commentate this match. (laughs) Oh, good kick. It looks like something's fixing to happen here. Yes, yes. And and I'm over here in the corner trying to short-arm me. Boom. boom. There we go. Uh Bam, double drop kick.
0: There we go. And a three. And and Jack Kutcher and Jake Roberts are out there after a patented Uh double drop kick from the Rock and Roll Express. So... Yeah, that's that's that was I was really good fun. watch that's that's at nine minutes and fifty-four seconds. So just the just the two teams yes. left. And um, uh-huh. I, I have some bad news here, Ricky, unfortunately, because basically you won't believe it, but when they come back from break, Jim Ross is there and he says uh-huh. they haven't got time for the final fall, believe it or not. So basically it's like go and pay to see these guys in the superdome is what the what the what the answer okay. is. Okay,
1: so. well, see, that is what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. This is what people have forgot about on our TV. We don't have time for the rest of the show, mm. but next week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we see the results. Well, that's the thing. I, and- I don't
0: mind that. Like t- TV is t- TV is not for me again, for just for me as an outsider. Well, as fan. At this it's time, not be all end all, is it? So,
1: you know, at this time
0: here, there's Joel uh, on that, screen now, actually there's Joel. Yeah. Watts. That's jo-
1: yeah. Joel. That's Bill Watts' son. Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: He was a good friend of
1: mine and I really loved him. Uh he, great head for the business too, but I don't even know what happened to Joel. I think
0: he was in video uh, production, but you can't, I, I think he might've changed his surname as well, but you can't find too much about him on the, on the internet. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. I hope he's doing well wherever he is.
1: Yeah, me too. Cause he, he's a good guy. He was mm. a good fella. Uh, and he worked hard too. And the reason, and, and, and Bill demanded that. Mm. Uh, you, you see what I'm saying? Uh, Bill was like Donald Trump. you you never stopped working. Mm. Uh, and I, I don't I'm not trying to be a Republican or, or that now look at this is Kerry Von Eric
0: yeah this is a, a video yeah. package to eye of the tiger on Kerry so he's he's coming up yeah. against Chris Adams at the Superdome in a few weeks so the world class yes. Mid-South exchanges yeah, yeah. in full gear here yeah
1: do you what? see this is what kind of company that we uh, we had you know with a lot of stuff coming yeah. on and see Kerry you 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 had because you know, Dallas wasn't far from this territory. King Kong Bundy, uh, th- th- everybody got something to see. You know, they Bill Bill Watts brought in. You know, Fritz Von Eric's boy. Look at look at look at this guy, man. He was a monster. <laughs> I mean, yeah.
0: Well, it was, I mean, memories got, of Kerry's. I guess you were probably you probably teamed with him at, and stuff at some point and, and things, rather oh, than against uh, yes, him. I guess,
1: dude.
0: yeah. Yes, I have. You know, yeah. Okay, there's Doctor. Uh,
1: that's Bill Irwin. That
0: yeah, and that is, him. believe it or not, that is absolutely flown by, but that's the end of the show. So, yeah, you're talking about Kerry, so so sort of what are your thoughts on, on sort of him and obviously very sad stuff towards the end, but a, a megastar, yeah, wasn't he? Buddy, I don't...
1: Yes, an idea but I'm not trying, because I don't want to, you know, we all had our demons. Mm, yeah. We all did. I did, too. So I'm not here to say nothing bad about him, but Carrie, uh, you know, uh, he took the wrong path somewhere, mm. uh, and uh, and I'm not trying to. How can I say this without, you know, when somebody kills herself, there's something wrong somewhere, something none of us noticed.
3: Yeah,
1: and me too. You know, it's because it's no matter. You know. I have a lot of. My, I had one of my best friends kill itself, and my wife was talking to me about that, and I just said, "There's something that I didn't see uh, because that's you know when you take your own life, I mean that it's it's, bad. it's something bad, really bad happened to you in your life, and I don't know. I love Carrie, I love David, I, you know, I, I like uh, all his brothers. You know, I do every one of them. You know." uh, all the Von Ericks, you know. Uh there was in and in, in in this world, I treat people the way they treat me. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, if you're nice to me, I'm nice back. If you're an asshole, I treat you back like an asshole. But all of them, all the von Ericks was were god, they were my friends. Yeah. We're all yeah. buddies. I you know what? I I don't think they ever said nothing bad to anybody. You know what I'm saying? I never see them in an argument. I even the brothers, I never see them argue in the back. See them have a lot of good times. I tell you that.
0: Yeah, I bet. I think. I think the thing with with hopefully there's a lot of there's a big push now for kind of. mental health in men and and there's lots of charities that help with kind of anti-suicide stuff and, and hopefully as time moves on people will reach out and talk and it's not it's not a thing that people consider to be so such a difficult because it's so it's always considered so difficult for men to talk to somebody so if anyone's listening to this particularly that you know is feeling just speak to someone message me on twitter speak to me you know like yeah, uh, yeah that's the thing i think i think it's it, it's just it's such a tough one and, and as you say No one really knows what's going on behind someone's eyes at any time. Take
1: the time. Take your time to find somebody.
0: Yeah. Because somebody
1: will listen. Yeah. And I promise they will. But these guys, uh, the Von Erics, they were great talents in our business, buddy, every one of them. Uh, and And I love these guys. And that's a great thing you said there, buddy. And it's one thing at my school of Morton, and I, I wanted everybody to tell and again, if you're out there, over there, everywhere you go, at Eastern time here in in, in the States, at 5.05, 05, it comes on uh, at School of Morton on YouTube. It, all you have to do is go on Facebook to my School of Morton and you can just punch it and you'll hit it.
0: Yeah, it comes I'll on send live. the link out. When, when I tweet out the episode, I'll send the link out yes. to the, to the and YouTube but, shows but right yeah.
1: Watch it. But see, not my bank, and you'll see on there, bud. <laughs> you'll see. Uh, when you walk through my door, and I really press this all the time. Mm. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what gender you are. I don't care about that. When you walk through my door, we're all the same. Yeah. Nobody is above nobody. And if you have a problem, anybody has a problem, or somebody has a problem, just come and see me. It will be taken care of immediately,
3: yeah,
1: and that. that's the reason my school of Morton means so much to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, my kids, uh, you know they they talk. I have older kids that talk to them and work with them. And, uh, and if you get a chance, I have kids down here that that are absolutely wonderful kids, and I and and I make sure that their grades are good. That's part of it, bud. Yeah. But man, thank you very much for having me on your no, show, Ricky. Dude. We're gonna do,
0: we'll, if if you're up for it, we'll do we'll do your last you like you and Robert's last television appearance in June. I'll I'll reach out to you beforehand, and we'll do this similar sort of thing if you if you're up for it because it's it's been such great fun. I'm sure everyone that's been listening has really enjoyed that. So it's yeah. always a pleasure to speak to a legend, Ricky. So I wish you man, it's very, always all a, the best. Yeah, it's all,
1: man, it's always a pleasure coming on here. Yeah, take care of you, yourself, my friend. Yeah, take
0: care of yourself, Ricky. Thank you so much. We'll speak again soon. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye.
1: Hello everybody, I am Ricky Morton of the Rock and Roll Express And if you would like to purchase some merchandise from World's number one Mid-South Wrestling Podcast Check it out, all the products That's on redbubble.com People, Mid-South Moments They have everything from t-shirts, phone cases, mugs Remember now,
0: redbubble.com People, Mid-South moments. Thanks very much Ricky and that link again is redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash mid south moments